if it brought that kid like some sort of safety, that's what really mattered. I looked at my roommate and I said, I have seen that that girl is losing her way and she needs to get back on track. The Lord has told me. Yeah, that's what people tell me. They're always like, "You should do, you should do voiceovers." Because I was like, but, I was like, simply because the voice is deep. Like, don't, don't, don't we need a large range of voices like in the world doing things, <laughs> like speaking for people? Like, you just want deep voices. You, you just ever- want the Allstate guy. You just you, <laughs> like you just want James Earl Jones. You just want like you don't want. People with softer voices, people, we need them all. We need- right. Well, it's one of those things where, like, when you hear my voice, yeah. the way you hear my voice is completely different from what I hear, of course, yeah. right? My voice sounds a lot deeper in my head um, than it is. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> like, I'm hearing my voice, and it's it's not too much deeper in my head, but it's, like... Mm. A little bit oh, different. Okay. <laughs> and but like when I when I try to like make my voice oh, sound deeper. To, mm. No, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> when, when you try to make your voice deeper, tell me what what's no, that well, point? What are you well, doing? Who are you talking to? Okay, like, so Hello, I try to no. My name's I Christine. Try, no, not sensual, <laughs> deeper. <laughs> dork. But, but that's what I'm. But that's what, so what I'm saying is, when you're trying to make it deeper, like what are you going for? What's the quality? I'm trying to make myself sound like. Like a teenage boy when I go deeper. <laughs> and what are you accomplishing with the I teenage I play video boy? games online. Oh. If that gives you some context. Okay. I'm trying to make it seem like I'm not a woman. <laughs> Why? Well, well, part of the reason is, and a lot of women who do gaming will understand this, okay. but a lot of the times we get harassed. <sighs> And most of the time, it's teenage boys. Yeah. They haven't learned yet and matured enough to get to the point where they're like, yeah, I should treat this person as another human being. Yeah. But I never know who I'm running into. So if I do have a mic, I try to, when I do like call outs and stuff like that on my games. Because, yeah, I do play a little you bit of like shoot Like shooters? Yeah, yeah but okay. I don't play those that often. It's just sometimes I'm in the mood for them. I'll, I play a lot of singer, single player games, yeah. but every once in a while I play Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. So there is that. Oh, yeah, you're tactical. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> games are serious. Yeah, well, because you have a five-person like, squad, like so you're serious. trying to make sure that you get in in a strategic way so that you're not, like, yeah. just dying. So what What do you know? Can you make the voice? like what? With listening to myself? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe it's not going to hit the same. Oh, maybe I could take Here, it, If you take, take the headphones off. off and then try to... Hmm... I'll work up to it. You know what? I'll work up to it. I'll I don't want to put you it. on the spot. Yeah. But yeah, it is wow. really one of those things where you just like, you don't know the group of people you're going to be talking to because mm. you get put in with a bunch of random people. So you don't know. And so I just do that to kind of 
prevent issues. Yeah, no, I I get that. That's just so yeah. weird. Like these worlds that we build, it's not like you you don't get away from the dumb shit because it's the the people are still there, like doing. Oh things. yeah. Someone just came on the last episode and told me about how this metaverse thing that oh, has been made. Yeah. So like people put this little headset on or whatever and they're running around this little world doing whatever it is people do. I have no idea about any of this stuff. <laughs> but then there was like some woman that was like sexually assaulted in the world. Oh, I heard about that, but I was like and how I was like, damn, like you I don't know. I, I don't I, have, I didn't look that into it in fairness, so I yeah. didn't really understand I have like no I just concept kinda... <laughs> of exactly Well, I mean I've <sighs> I have a VR headset and I've done some like VR like gaming stuff, but it's more been like, and I know this is cheesy, but it's been like just to kind of experience it. It was like Among Us because oh, okay. that's, you know, anyway, there was you, a bunch of kids on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just running around. That's like like pretty much a children's game in a yeah. sense. But I was just trying to uh, kind of see how people would interact with each other. And for the most part, it was just kids. Some kids probably not old enough to be doing any of that. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you get a Christmas gift, you play around yeah. with it. Right? Jeez Louise, man. That's but, so yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, people, when you can't see somebody's face and they're anonymous, they act completely differently than they would in person. Yeah. And it gives them, like, a free ticket to do what they think, whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Which is funny because a lot of these people end up getting reported. <laughs> oh, so, right. That yeah. is also a thing. You do, you would get reported. See, that's another thing. Like, why would you even want to, like, they don't know about this, or I guess they have to get a lesson in it first. They'd be like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, Microsoft I mean- contacted me. Now I can't play my favorite game for the next <laughs> two weeks or whatever yeah, the case is. Well, it's, it's, one of those things, like, we all learn things yeah. along the way. And when we're teens, we're still trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. We have no idea People what the People are trying hell to figure doing. it out in their 40s. So they're definitely trying That's to figure it out. That's called a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was telling my mom the other day, actually, if, like, two to three points in your life where there's major changes. Teens, um, late 20s, and midlife crisis age mm-hmm. <laughs> what's what's that age usually Thir- or mid- it depends 30s on the person or, but yeah. it it could i would say that it's usually past 40 what is that uh what is that whole thing is that just like a like, like major w- the major changes no i was gonna say more so the midlife crisis is that just like this overwhelming sense of like what am i doing at my life a lot of people now not everybody goes through a midlife crisis obviously uh, some people have it figured out from the start, and they'll just figure themselves out as a teen and continue on from there. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, good for them. Most people can't do that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at all. Yeah. But what a lot of people who go through midlife crises have, like, different things that are going on in their lives. It could be a traumatic event, like a divorce, losing a parent, mm. um, losing a child even. Like, a lot of the time it comes with loss. Or losing a job also. Mm. A lot of the time it comes with loss, but it could also happen because your brain just flips a switch and goes, oh, there's something missing in my life. What is it? And then when you finally realize what that thing is, that's when you start having the existential, oh, God, something's wrong with my life. Mm. I need to make a change. Yeah. 
And not everybody does it in an extreme way. Sometimes that's just changing your diet, exercising, going through a whole body change. But some people go on the deep end. <laughs> you know, we, we've seen all sorts of examples of people doing wacky and wild stuff in Florida. <laughs> buy a Lamborghini. Uh, yeah, buy a Lamborghini. Go out and, like, get, take your money and just go off somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. who knows, you know? Yeah. But... Probably that moment that hits when you realize that more time is behind you than ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to die in like (laughs) like, like 20 years, 30 years. But I've lived longer than that. Like, oh, I'm on the back end of my life. But we also have a moment in our life when it's like late 20s, early 30s, when we're going all right, we really want to, like, especially this is the age range for, like, our age group more like than anything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one of those things where we go, all right, I really want to, like, kickstart things. Like, I've done college or I'm finishing up college at me, a late bloomer in college. Yes, I'm finishing up. I'll be graduating in May. Leave me alone, everybody. It's beautiful, though. It's beautiful. Yeah. But we go through this thing where, like, we just really want to get what we feel like is our life started because when we're in our early 20s and we're still in college and stuff like that, things haven't really, in quotes, started for us mm-hmm. yet. We haven't got our career rolling or we haven't done this or that other other thing or we haven't traveled enough yet or something. And so we really want to do that. Or, like, you haven't had kids yet, you haven't gotten married, or, like, if you even want those things to begin with. So it's just, we have these moments in our lives mm-hmm. where, like, changes start to happen, or we start to realize we want change in our lives, and it just starts this whole <laughs> cycle was, of stuff. What was your uh, most recent evolution of Christine? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> my brain just went through a whole thing just now. <laughs> so a whole montage just oh now. yeah no like my whole life just mm-hmm. flashed <laughs> no um i think the most recent big change was ironically a little bit longer ago than like most people cycle and i think part of that had to do with me um moving and stuff like that i we worked together at P-Dubs. Yeah, um, like 10 years ago or something. It please was, don't remind me of our age. <laughs> I had no... When I, when I contacted you... Look you look at the years I, and you're I like, didn't even have any concept of like exactly how old you were. I didn't I didn't even know... Like, I think you're older than me by you, a couple of years. I think not, so. Not too much. I'm thir- I just turned 33. Yeah. yeah I, of, like, I'll be 29 week. in April. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, we're not that far that's apart. Seems, yeah, okay. <laughs> you would have probably graduated high school as I was entering. Indeed. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, but... I left B-dubs in 2015, December 2015, moved to Florida, which, by the way, rolling up into winter in Virginia and then getting into Florida in January and it going, yeah, it's not cold here, is weird. <laughs> yeah. And what part weird. were you in again? Melbourne I was in Tam- Tampa. T- Tampa. Okay. Yeah. I went yeah. to Tampa as well at one point. And I was there for about three years. I left... February 2019. And that was when you, that was that when you were at Historically Black College? No, no, I'm going there now. Oh, that's where you're at now, (laughs) UDC. Okay. Yeah, USF is where I was before, University of South Florida. And 
gonna be real it was miserable there yeah part of which had to do with florida itself Mm. (laughs) um if anybody's ever traveled there they know that the drivers there are insane Mm. (laughs) here in northern virginia and the dmv area we go ah the maryland driver (laughs) That's so funny. But in Florida, they're unpredictable. We know Maryland drivers, how how they drive. We know, hey, maybe they won't turn on a turn signal or something dumb. But in Florida, they're unpredictable. Mm. And so there's more accidents. More accident means higher insurance. I have never paid so much insurance in my life. Wow. I was 23, 24 when I left. And genuinely, I was paying. I did it monthly because I could not pay for the full six months because it was so much. I was paying like almost $200 a month for car insurance. Hmm. That was nuts. And it's <laughs> it also more for nuts. women, is it not? No, it's more for guys that are under the age of 25. Oh, wow. Because we're reckless? Supposedly. <laughs> right. I. I mean, right? Like, is that that's what it would have to be, right? Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I believe that is the case. Like, that's what they like. They look through studies, figure out what they think makes sense, and then judge it based off of that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like that that was nuts. And then when I looked into it, I was like, oh, Florida is one of the top three with the worst accidents. Yeah. Awesome. That's why. Mm. Cool. All right. Context. Damn. <laughs> but. That's craziness. It's so fascinating because there are there are places in the world I've seen that don't have all the rules and regulations and like when it comes to going on the streets. I think Prague may be one of them where you just see sea a sea of cars on the street. And it's it's funny enough because you guys were just talking about roundabouts and oh. <laughs> and people had like just trying to wrap their mind oh, around yeah, that's a Europe thing what to do at a roundabout. But these people are because it's just yielding. It's just looking about paying attention and working together, just like collaborating. And that's what some places in the world have done. They just like they're all just moving about, mm-hmm. just moving about. There are no lanes. There are none of the, the stoplight. Like they're just moving. They're just going and people are getting places. Yeah, it's like wild videos. Yeah. You can see in like France and England some of these insane roundabouts that like because there's one that goes around oh, the arch, you know the I think the I've landmark I'm talking about. Um, there's a huge one that goes around there, and then there's like this ginormous one that's in London mm. or something like that. And I I've seen like foreigners trying to drive there and oh, going. Oh my goodness. No, and I've I've gotten advice from people who travel saying don't drive in London. So that's my advice that I'm giving out just, to you. Just don't even try. Don't it. drive in London, yeah. especially as an American. Mm. Like if you're if you're used to driving, Should I tell people not to drive in DC, <laughs> and that's just I DC. Drive in DC. <laughs> Congratulations to you. I have to. Thank you for your service. <laughs> They're they're trying to like mitigate driving in fairness, but I know too much about their policy because <laughs> mm. I've had to do a lot of research for school. Yeah, but um, yeah, like Florida drivers alone stressed me out, but also like everybody I swear was like trying to scan me every time I turned around, and mm. like it was weird. It was uncanny at points because it was like the place I first moved there, like. 
they would take our rent. Like, rent wasn't too bad then as it is now. <laughs> like, the place costs twice as much as it did. And it's, like, four-bedroom apartments where, like, they do roommates. Mm-hmm. And it was like five sixty five. Now it's over a thousand dollars. The economy. <laughs> um, but um, really, they took our rent, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we're pay- paying for the place we're living in." And then they would take some money that they had left over in quotes, and make parties for us with alcohol and food and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like. We could probably be paying less for rent and like save money and just go without these parties. Yeah. These things. Like, we'll just have our own parties if we can afford it. Like, why are you sponsoring these parties and like paying for them with our rent money? <laughs> what that was, who was doing that? That was that the, was the apartment, co- like the, the leasing o- office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what? man. Like I've I just never have never heard of anything like that. <laughs> I just have this vivid memory, and mind you, I had the combination of roommates that I had while well, just living at that one apartment was wild. One of the one of the roommates I had, I'm still friends with today. She's my best friend and everything. One of them was absolutely insane <laughs> and was a part of a cult. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's love a good whole cult story. story. I love, <laughs> I love a good cult. Listen, you know, like how the, you get them in there. How do you like? How do you like? What's the pull? What's the draw? Well, what the draw for the people? A lot of the people, not all of them, was they would bring in a bunch of people from all over the world, saying this is a great opportunity. We'll sponsor you and all this stuff. So as soon as you tell somebody that's trying to move to the states that. This is a great financial opportunity. You already got the hook there, right? Um, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot of these people were from like South America and stuff like that, and they would come here. And one of the things that I noticed was that the roommate that we had completely changed over time. So you could tell there was something up. <laughs> Hold on a second. Talk to me about this. Okay. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is going on? Again, <laughs> as, as we spoke about, we, there's a, no names have to be involved in this. But yeah, like, yeah. But what, what, sort, what sort of changes did you start to see in so this person? At first, so before she moved in, we got a little paper saying, this is your roommate's new roommate's name. This is where she's from. There's a little background. And I was like, oh, that's nice. They've never done that before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was already like a, this should be a red flag. Because <laughs> hmm. she probably sent that <laughs> and said, hey, give it to my roommate. <laughs> so she already had a little bit of the weird with her. <laughs> and mind you, I normally don't judge people for being different. But like, odd, if that was the case. Huh. Anyways. um, <laughs> They were just trying to gear you up to be socially acceptable to someone no that idea. came from where she came from? or like No idea. <laughs> I wonder if that was like anxiety driven. Like, you know, I just, I just want them to accept me. Like maybe I can get them started. Like they can meet me before they meet me. 
I, I don't like. I don't, I'm trying to figure out what, what that move was. L- listen, like this girl, instead of shaving her legs, she would pluck each hair out get with tweezers. We don't, like, get, we don't get that type of time. We don't got that I literally time. watched her do. How this. many hair follicles are we talking about? Like, what do you mean? pluck each and every yes, one of them? Every single How one. I'm like, just wax for? your leg, girl. Damn. <laughs> I like. I well, she just decided to do it out in the common area for some reason. And I, I know, like you're oh, leaving okay. your nasty she's, okay. hairs she's an out. interesting person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just laughing about like like if you saw that if you walked into the room and saw her plucking her leg hairs you'd be like what's wrong with you go I, to your room yeah I'd sit there and like sit for a second and see that what I was seeing was what I was seeing was like, like am I hallucinating yeah, like is this like, real is she just going after like one that, like one or two that she missed upon shaving her legs or waxing them or you know what I mean like that's where the my whole, mind would go I watched her do the whole leg see that's what I'm saying like I would go the benefit of the out first and then I'd be like wait no, a minute she's still going like she's going for the whole thing <laughs> cause she has dark hair so I thought that maybe she just like missed a few like I could understand doing your knee area because that's kind of hard like anybody who shaves any part of their body at all even if it's just your face like there's always like one spot that's a little bit more difficult than anywhere else and when it comes to shaving your legs it's the knee gotcha (laughs) um don't want to walk around with just hairy knees (laughs) (laughs) like every woman has like a different way they go about it and it's like well i just like you can't see the hair on my legs so i just only do it when i feel like yeah Um, some women only do their calves mm. and some women go up to wherever their shorts go. Ah. Well, I mean, I could get that. Like whatever's, I wear going, long to shorts, sh- whatever's <laughs> going to show. Yeah. It's interesting to only do the calves though. Cause I do that because there's basically no hair on my, <laughs> my oh, well, oh, okay. If they, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Of course. <laughs> but like my hair is so light colored that it, you can't see it mm. unless like the sun is directly shining on my leg hair. <laughs> you just see golden threads. Going yeah. Down. Like just the thing is that my hair has gotten darker over the years yeah. and, but not my leg hair. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Well, let's get my, back. My head let's hair. get back Anyways. to the, the transition yeah, no, no, no. of this cult the, member. <laughs> We'll never get through yeah, the story. I was about to say, we're, we're over here on leg hair. Yeah, no, it's okay. But anyways, uh, like, at first when she came in, she was acting really nice and, like, you know, just, like, typical nice person. Like, hey, um, I'm here. Like, <laughs> here's a little bit about me. You know, like, I'll, I'll be helpful. I'll take my responsibility of my stuff and everything like that. We showed her where, like how we had organized the place. Here's your cabinet. Here's your shelf in the the pantry. Here's where we all have our stuff in the fridge and freezer. Like here's, we allotted space for you, yada, yada. And everything seemed to be fine. And then the first thing we noticed is she started to use some of our stuff. Okay. And like, for the most part, that's not really a big of that big of a deal if you clean it up and then put it back. No big deal. And she did that for a little bit. Then we started noticing stuff going missing. <laughs> okay, replace it maybe or whatever. Then she broke my blender. <laughs> like just hard hard turn. <laughs> um she decided to put something, I don't even remember what it was, but she put stuff in the blender. And mind you, it was a cheap blender, so whatever. It was only 20 bucks, so I'm not that. You're, still, you're not holding that grudge till <laughs> this day. Well, I'm not really, like, that upset about it, but, like, there's certain things you don't put in a blender. A blender's meant for 
liquids and maybe a little some bit of solid soft, some soft yes. solids some banana like maybe ice if you want to go like like frozen fruits and ice are like yogurt but stuff that's gummy you don't do gummy stuff and she put like she was mixing like cookie dough or something like that in there i know it was something that she ended up baking that's all i remember it might have been cookie dough i don't know but what <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you does her breaking this blender in any way? Do you think cooperate with the cult member? I'm I'm gonna keep going there. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't grow up with religion, Mm. so um, hearing her talk about some of the stuff that went on in her church and stuff like that was really interesting to me and i was like oh that's fascinating and it wasn't even like anything too crazy it was just like normal like christian church stuff and i was like okay sure you know you guys have like potlucks cool all right uh (laughs) you guys meet every sunday awesome yeah no fellowship i've heard of that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but she started mentioning some like odd stuff like <laughs> Stop! You're gonna make me. You're gonna keep making me laugh. Um, but it started going with like, yeah, we we let people fall onto the floor by themselves, and I was like, what do you mean? And she never elaborated. She was like, oh no, I said what I meant. We let them fall on the floor by themselves. There were there was no elaboration, even after I asked her several times what she meant. And then I was like so fascinated with some of the stuff that she was talking about. I just remember the feeling. I don't even remember what she was telling me, but because it's been years at this point. And I was like, maybe I should come visit her church because I've always been interested in going to several people's churches to see. So I got a firsthand experience. Oh, I'm so proud of (laughs) that. I went there and like I walk in and nothing seems off just yet because it's just like the lobby area and whatever. Everybody's just gathering like there's like some snacks and stuff like that. The people are grabbing and stuff like that. It's just their normal Sunday um, church service. And then I go in to sit down. And normally from my experience now, like looking back at it, I know that a lot of the time churches kind of gather by specific social groups. Mm. Like, this was a mix of all the people (laughs) that you could think of that live in Florida. (laughs) Okay. Like, so, like, you you can't imagine some of these people being in the same social circles Mm. at all. Mm. Like, you have people that look like they own yachts, and then other people that look like they are like live from in, all in over the, the world and just just like a wide variety of like classes and races and ethnicity just like there was nothing that like really stuck out to me that like com- that put these all people yeah, yeah that unified the like hundreds of people that were in here and there was a lot of people in there it was a huge church. Yeah, usually when you walk into churches, people look roughly the same. Or they yeah, look like well, they come can, from a lot of the same. You can figure out an identifier that, that puts them all together. Like, 
I mean, you might find like a couple of people that don't fit that identifier, but it's usually because they're the significant other of somebody that's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I went in and like they hadn't started yet and I felt kind of uneasy because I kept hearing like little snippets of and I know I said I wasn't going to talk about politics, but conversations about Trump and I was like. And he hadn't been elected yet (laughs) at that point. So it was it was pre-election. And I was just like, what? (laughs) What? Why are we talking? Interesting. Sure. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that Um, in church. Yeah. Like I remember everything being about God pretty much. Yeah. Like you were going to go later found out that they worship Trump. Oh. But we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, it got weird. Um, but okay, so the service starts. <laughs> it just like everything made sense just now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the look on your face is just like, yep, wow. it clicked. <laughs> fascinating yeah that was the unifier yeah the unifier was an unspoken truth in quotes that Mm. they all had together okay (laughs) if you want to call it that the the one true savior (laughs) don't even joke about that they felt that yeah they felt that shit yeah It, it gets weirder so you'll you'll hear why i found out that um the service starts and they end up talking about uh, they they mentioned Trump in the service. It was a little weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just a, like to say the least. It was weird. But <laughs> and then they mentioned something that I was really hoping wouldn't happen. And that was calling for the deaths of certain people. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I was like, and it wasn't. Any race, because there was every race imaginable there. (laughs) It was calling for the deaths of gay people and anybody in the LGBT group. And so immediately I wanted to leave. (laughs) But I couldn't because guess who sat beside me? The roommate. Oh yeah, no. If you had she got, found me. If you had got, man, I've had like a dream about this. If you had gotten up and tried to run away, I oh, feel I like, would probably be dead. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> they'd have been like, get her. Like you couldn't. You, no, yeah, it, no. Like I had to play. You got to. You got to play that I out. Had to play along. To, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it got weird. <laughs> you in the you in the middle of the pew, like yeah, get him. <laughs> no, I just stayed. I was just like, oh okay, my goodness sure. gracious. Calling I'm ter- I was for the, terrified. Calling for the deaths of. I was terrified. <laughs> That's interesting. You would think because that they would have like a tighter lid on that, you know, like just in case. You know what? You know what I mean. <laughs> you would think so, especially since afterwards, after he finished his whatever you want to call that weird speech, because at this point I don't call that a sermon. I call that a. I don't even know. Wow, <laughs> it was a call to arms. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You got it right. Nailed it right on the head. And, yeah. and so when you say calling for death, are they like sort of just like they're just putting it out into the universe? Just like, please, Lord. They were saying these people will go to hell. Oh. You send them there. Oh. 
with any means possible. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I need to leave. (laughs) How many people do you think were in this congregation, if you get just off the top of your head? Minimum, 400. (laughs) There could have been a, like, I'm not even joking. This room was packed, and the room was the size of, like, it was huge. And the stage alone was already big. But, and that wasn't even, like, there wasn't even enough seats. There were people standing, too. Whoa. And they had individual seats. It wasn't pews. Wow. It was ridiculous. Um, wow. And I got even more involved in the, the, the ceremony, if you want to call it that, because after all the, like, speeches and shit on the, the pastor, if that's what you want to call him, because <laughs> at yeah, this point I yeah, just think yeah, he's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he said... Please raise your hand if this is your first time oh, nah, here. Oh, no. Nah. And I was like, <clears throat> oh. and my roommate grabbed my arm and yanked it up to the sky. And I was like, oh. I'm I'm dying today. I'm going to die. I'm dead. There's no way I'm getting out of this. <laughs> and she, they, they, the people that were like helping him out or whatever, the people that like passed out the money trays and everything like that. They also went to go grab everybody that was new. (laughs) And she tried to lift me out of my seat and basically pushed me towards the end of the aisle, which we weren't that far from. So (laughs) so, like, she had to push me very far. And they like brought me up there. And I was like, if I don't participate, I might be in trouble. (laughs) So I got up there and... Of course, my heart is racing, and I just like in my head, I was like, "Go with what they're doing just, and just, saying." Just survive. Yes, we got to get home. Survival tonight. and acting instincts were like right there at the forefront because all I could think of was act like them. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And what was freaking me out is that. If you have ever been on a stage, the stage lights get really, really warm. So so it was making me hot already. Like I was already a little warm from my heart racing and the stage lights were making me even more warm. But then they put white blankets behind us. And in my head, obviously this wasn't the case, but in my head, they were like, I I was like, they're going to put those over us and we're going to be dead. We're we're dead. (laughs) Like all I was thinking about is like. This is my last thing. Dude, like, how do I get out of this? Um, but what ended up happening instead. <laughs> instead of them strangling you instead with Instead of us dying. <laughs> um, we, like, he, I don't even remember exactly what it was. But they had somebody stand behind us um, to, like, catch us. And they had us, like, fall back. Mm. And that was that falling thing yeah. that she had mentioned yeah, earlier that she fall. didn't give me context yes, about. Yes, they like fall on your but own. But before, as they were preparing us, before they did anything, before the pastor did anything or anything like that, they said, let it happen. They didn't say what <laughs> it was. Uh, they just said, let it happen. And I was like, oh, these stage lights are really hot. And they're like, no, it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was just like, awkward i know what stage lights are oh you're right that's just a warm hug i'm sorry um (laughs) please let me go home we just had to fall back 
and they would catch us and we would be on the blanket. The blanket was just for us to lay on. Yeah. Um, so that if there was like anything on the stage, it wouldn't get on us. But then they took another blanket and put it on. So oh, like, they swaddled you. I was like, oh, this is weird. Eventually we got to like get up and stuff like that and get back to our seats. And that was really like it as far as like crazy stuff goes in there. But I just like left immediately <laughs> as soon as everybody was getting up. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Gotta run. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. So insane. you so you left your roommate there. Like oh, you, she had her own vehicle. Oh, yeah, right. And you she left. Was supposed to stay. And later on, did she first of all, how good was this person's English? relatively good okay so she apparently taught her mom english okay she she's did, from mexico did she asked you before or later on hey how did you enjoy yourself are you coming back we, oh she definitely asked me if i was coming back <laughs> i do know that how did that conversation like, go i'm not sure with the amount of schoolwork that i have that i could i'm i've always yeah. been good at like diffusing yeah, yeah. and like pulling it off to mm. a different direction because I've had to get out of weird situations like that. <laughs> and she made me learn that skill even further, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So Ugh. that's what she was up to. It was it was a lot. And at one point when she had first moved there, she had mentioned before she started getting like really like way into this stuff and before me visiting that church and stuff like that because they have like a bible school or whatever like a a a small college that she was studying at before she had started classes there she had mentioned yeah they have this thing called a war room and normally in a church what a war room is is just like people of the community and stuff like that and the pastor and stuff people that get together to plan things and stuff like that their war room was a literal like well not a literal war room but it may as well have been um there's a form of torture that i can't remember the name of where you have the person strapped to a seat and they have a video and their eyes are like purposely like made to stay open where the video and sounds and like videos and sounds and all this sort of stuff are like flooded at them so that they like retain specific information and oh like, like some subliminal brainwashing type of deal the reason i bring up that part is because after i left that church i looked it up on google i did the most basic google search of that church and i found out that somebody had interviewed that pastor for brainwashing techniques <laughs> They interviewed the pastor. They said, hey, we've heard rumors about you brainwashing people. And if somebody's asking you that, if somebody is asking you that, there's something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong if that's happening. Did you was this a video or was it just an article? article. Did you see any quotes from the pastor? Like, what did this yeah. person have to say? Yeah, in they response? were like, "Oh, I deny all like rumors. Yeah. None of that sort of stuff happens. We're just a normal church." And I'm like, "Interview anybody that's only been there once. It is not normal." But that's why I say, like, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I don't understand people that are still getting caught. It's like. You know where this world is headed. Allegations about people are coming out left and right. (laughs) 
Like everyone that is still doing dirt out there, like understand you're going to get caught. <laughs> like the, we, everyone has, everyone has room. phones. People have real documents and records of everything. AI technology is advancing at a rate we don't understand. Like <laughs> you, you, you can't get away with things anymore. That life is over. Yeah, this is in the eighties. Get, yeah, getting away with crimes and things. That day is done. <laughs> You can't just if you do something today, it may not be tomorrow, but there is a day that it's going to come out. Yeah. Like, that's just that's crazy. Just thinking you're going to run a church and just like these things are going to be it's not just going to stay there. It's not. If I had felt you're on a podcast talking about it right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't just it's crazy. Well, the thing is, is that if I had felt comfortable enough, like somebody wasn't going to like say something or do something, I would have gotten my phone out. Right. Oh, yeah, no, there's no way you could just pull your phone out. Oh, they would have, like, oh, no. some, said something, done something, I don't know, but I was terrified They would have put life. you in that damn seat and pried them <laughs> eyes open. And like, Watch this! <laughs> Strapped you in. Yeah, no, for real. But after that point, I was like, I can't trust this person anymore, obviously. <sighs> but the, the main thing was that I realized that it wasn't going to stop and it would get worse with her. And because I realized that I prepared myself beforehand and thought if I keep in her good graces in a specific way, then I can make it so that I and others around me don't get hurt. Oh man. And that worked for the majority of the time. Oh, this is, this is, Wow. Psychological wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like you're in there having a real like warfare of sorts. <laughs> Mental warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Well how can I appease this person so this person doesn't get any of those kooky people involved in this? And I tried. But she started bringing them over to the house. Oh yeah. Or apartment, whatever. Oh yeah. And which is and when you went back, did you tell your other roommate, hey, listen, I just... I told want- one of them, yeah. Well, no. I didn't end up telling the other one. I told both of them because there's four of us. So they kind of knew what was up, and they were also minding their P's and Q's. Like, everyone was on eggshells to some degree. Like, hey, For listen. the most part, for the majority of the time, near the end, when I was about to move out, um, <laughs> the one roommate that I'm not friends with anymore, she decided she was going to go to that church, but not for the religious part of it because of the free food. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm like, you gonna risk your life for this? Wait a minute. They started going to that church for the free food. That was they were like, so you told them the story, and they were like, hold on a second. So you said that they had snacks when you walked in, right? Like you, you did say that. What were the snacks like? Like what? (laughs) Well, she knew they were fresh baked goods. That's the problem. That is so funny. I know. I was just like, that's some psychotic shit. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I would not put myself in that situation ever again. Why would you? Oh, that is so funny. She was like, man, listen, I'm gonna just go along with it. I don't gotta believe that shit. Just as long as I get this free food. That is so funny. I wonder if there was actually something that called to her about what you said. See, the thing is, looking back at everything, that specific roommate that wasn't a part of the cult. She was one of those types of people that kind of manipulates people in a way for her own benefit only. Okay. So, 
I don't think she does it knowingly. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those things where she grew up in a certain environment and then it caused her to be that way, kind of like a survival tactic. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really what it was about. Not necessarily like, yes, survive by like staying away from that bullshit. It was more like survive by getting in that bullshit. <laughs> it's so interesting. The sense of community will drive people to do and believe all sorts of things. You know, I mean, like, I wonder the the feeling of fellowship that those people did get coming from all these different places where now they're here in the States. They don't know one, you know, and, yeah. and, then, they, and then they hear about this this community and maybe they're already spiritual, right, to some degree religious. Mm -hmm. And then they go to this place and there are all these people and they're just learning and everyone's saying yes around you. And they're like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. And maybe that pastor or those pastors are helping those people with financial issues that yeah. they have. Well, the they were helping with a lot of different stuff because, I mean, that wasn't the end of all that shit either. Yeah, I'm certain. Some, some of this stuff got, like, way out of hand. And I even have, like, I still have pictures and screenshots of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, her, like, sending me weird religious stuff. Like, mm. like I didn't want to cooperate with an unreasonable ask that she had so she sent me a video of like listen to the lord's words like she's some sort of prophet or some shit and i'm like nah the lord was speaking through her <laughs> yeah but that was like way later <laughs> um before all this like i said i wanted to use some of these sort of bible tactics that i had to make sure that i could protect myself and my other roommates um what i had done is the, the first one I didn't do intentionally was I told her about some dreams that I had had previously. And the, these are true experiences. In seventh grade, I had my mom's mom pass away and my stepdad's mom pass away within a year of each other. And both times, a week before, they were in complete, wonderful health from what everybody knew. But I had had a dream each time one week before about them dying. Mm. And I told this roommate about that. And she thought <laughs> that I was a prophet <laughs> for about five months <laughs> until I proved otherwise, obviously. <laughs> like you're, you're clearly not one of Jesus's disciples. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she doesn't sound like that, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> That's what one of her like friends sounded like. But Once she believed that you were a prophet, did, what I did she start? I used that to help protect us. Oh, you said and that. other people. Oh, because I actually did have a dream before my grandmother died. Yeah. Okay, so that actually happened to me. So that's I a, that's did a, actually have it. Oh, and you then did. When she said, "Oh, you must be a prophet," <gasps> I then went, "Oh shit." This will be a good way to protect us. Yeah, like I should go ahead and use it. So you just went along with it for a little. How, how do you? How do you even go along with being a prophet? Like what is like? What are you like? <laughs> what are you walking around the house like? You're walking around the house in a robe now. No, like, <laughs> no. I just I just played it cool. Yeah, and just. Didn't talk to her that much. Yeah. <laughs> I avoided oh, her so as much as possible. didn't have to do much. No, I just avoided her as much as possible, which wasn't hard because if, if anybody knows anything about architecture school, 
it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I was at school almost all the time. If I wasn't at school, I was at work. And if I wasn't at work, I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was almost never home other than to sleep and grab food. Unless I had some, like, free time. Obviously, during the summer, I had more free time and I was just working and, like, mm-hmm. chilling at the house. But I strategically used that information to help a child that she had brought over. And this got like weird. Cause she would, she kept bringing like weird people over from the church. And we were like, who the fuck are these people? She brought a child. <laughs> um, she brought the mother of the child oh. and the, the child just accompanied. The yes. Mother, yes. M- mostly. Okay. <laughs> but the mother didn't speak English and neither did the child. They spoke only Spanish and they didn't understand anything we were saying or anything like that. They understood our roommate because she spoke Spanish. Um, they were not from the same country, so it wasn't quite the same dialect, but they understood each other like enough for most words and stuff like that. And she had this other person that she would bring over, though. And this person, I'm not sure like what their deal was, but they like seemed even more off to me than the rest of them did and that's saying a lot considering i had gone to their church service yeah. <laughs> um i didn't know what it was but i just knew like something was off and one time um my roommate had invited me to their little bible st- study on wednesday of that week and i while the mother had walked away to go use the bathroom or something, this girl grabbed the kid by the arm and started yelling at him because he was moving around too much or something like that. It was annoying her. This kid had a clear and obvious developmental disorder. Mm. And in my head, I went, oh, God, that's not good. Something needs to happen. (laughs) And I had noticed it a couple of times before where she would like look at the kid and say something nasty to the kid and the kid didn't understand. Like he had a developmental disorder and he didn't speak English. So he had no idea what was going on. But she speaks Spanish because she's. No, this other girl. Oh, this is another. Yeah, this is one of the girls that my roommate would bring over. Oh, okay. And after the girl had walked out during this Bible study. I looked at my roommate and I I feel bad about doing this because I was I used religion against her. <laughs> but but if it brought that kid like some sort of safety, that's what really mattered. I looked at my roommate and I said I have seen that that girl is losing her way and she needs to get back on track. The Lord has told me. Oh, the prophet. And I never saw that girl around that little boy again. Wow. And it freaks me out to think what would have happened if I had never said anything. From that point on, I never used that shit ever again because I felt bad about it. But also, like, 
felt like at least that kid might have been more safe. You use the dark arts for the better good. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and it feels weird admitting that sort of thing, but like, you do what you can for the good oh, of others. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, like I told you, that shit would get dark. <laughs> the susceptibility for people to believe in something is so great in some people. It's mm-hmm. so great. Like you, with your pinky power, <laughs> convince someone you are a prophet. Just unintentionally. Just unintentionally. <laughs> and then just used it when you felt like you needed to to keep people from dying. <laughs> Yeah, or well, just, just, in, just 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 put safety. them in safety. Yeah, like keep them. I'm apart. exaggerating, but but. Well, like I wow. I, I grew up with a with a brother that was diagnosed with autism and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Well, specifically Aspergers, but they don't call it Aspergers; they just call it a specific part of autism. Mm. Um, I don't know why they keep changing things. It's confusing. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been hearing about all a lot about autism. Like now they're just opening up the spectrum to human beings as, oh. in general is what I hear. It's just like we're all Everybody, on this. Like everyone is there. on the spectrum. It's a spectrum. Like we're all there to some degree. Right. You might be on this end with none or you might be on this end with all of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> no, but... Like, I I saw my brother struggle, and it's not like he had, it's not like he was on the, like, off end of the scale, but people with development disorders and or things that they're born with similarly, they don't know what's going on a lot of the time, especially when they're that young. This kid was, like, max five years old. And this was happening to him. Maybe he was six, but still. (laughs) Like, I can't sit by and watch a kid get, like, hurt or abused or something like that. That's just, like, like, I'm one of those people that when it comes to video games where you make, like, decisions that affect the whole game kind of shit. Like, I physically cannot choose the bad options. Like, I can't have a... Like, I feel bad for the characters. You can't have that on your conscience. Like, I, <laughs> I've played The Witcher 3 several times. How and is I, it? I, it's great. Awesome. <laughs> but it's, like, older at this point as far as video mm. games go. I cannot, for the life of me, pick the options that will kill... <laughs> Siri, I can't. I just can't. Like, I I will. I refuse. My inside, my morals, my inner being just cannot for the life of me. I guess I just won't figure out what that route of this game is like. I guess I just won't see it. And part of that, just a little bit of that, came from my first playthrough. In that game, I accidentally caused somebody to commit suicide. Um, but, you know, like... you taking traumas from the video games dude, you're playing is like, wild. The, the lines of where this shit goes is just weird. Yeah. But, no, like, I've, if you were to ask my mom, I've always been like that, though. Mm-hmm. I, I learn from horrifying experiences to not do that shit. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I grew up, my, my biological father... He he's no longer around. He passed on, but I hadn't seen him since I was ten. Mm. And like before then, some of the stuff I had only heard of, but some of the stuff I had experienced, I have a scar under my eye. That's from oh. him. 
Um, like, I don't, like, you can't really see it yeah, it's my glasses. Ba- it's very, yeah. But it's also old as hell because yeah. I got it when I was like, what, three? So it's been stretched out and stuff because my head has grown. <laughs> I'm also wearing makeup, so can't really see it at yeah, all when I'm wearing even, makeup. Yeah, if I was yeah. to wipe that part of my makeup off, you'd see like the tiniest little line. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, like. This is him just lashing out? He, he shoved me into my mom's hutch and it, I hit the corner of it and it went right there. <laughs> A hutch is like that was a hilarious little pop that you just had. That was like a satisfying. A hutch is like is that like a dresser, like a small dresser? Um, it's, it's a hutch. A hutch. Hutch. H u t c h. Yeah, what's yeah. a hutch? It, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know, even know how to describe. It is a piece of furniture. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I'll describe my mom's. It's like got a lower cabinet, doors mm. and drawers. Okay. And then the upper part is like. Almost like a display for China. Understood. Understood. So, understood. So okay. a hutch is yes. kind of a display yeah. case, but also storage. But also, yeah, you, pragmatic. You can use it yeah. for things. Yeah, got you. It's an old person thing. Yeah. Oh, a hutch is definitely an old person thing. Yeah. It's no. like who uses the word Davenport. The only reason I know is because a Family Guy kind of shit. Davenport. Wow. Yeah. What's a Davenport? Good question. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no. Uh, I think a Davenport is like the little thing you put in front of your bed that's oh, got like storage or something. I could yeah. be wrong. Okay. They mention it like you so know how funny. so many little things on Family Guy. Lois's parents are rich. Yes. They have. Yes. They they say all these da- weird shit that nobody knows. <laughs> Davenport. Nobody knows I what these terms that. are. Yeah, like that's the only reason I know what that is. <laughs> so so since you didn't grow up with well, you I mean you kind of grew up with him a little bit. Yeah. Kind of mostly not. You saw him again, so you didn't see him since you were ten, but you saw him again at age. Oh, never. No. Okay. We moved away. Uh, I was born in Oregon. Spent ten years of my life there. Moved to Virginia. And never saw him again. I had talked to him a little bit until I was 13. Mm. I think my last conversation. No, 12. Sorry. (laughs) I was remembering the line of events. (laughs) No, because I remember the last thing I told him was what I thought at the time was my first boyfriend, which we actually weren't dating. (laughs) Because as a 12 year old, you don't date. (laughs) I look back on that and go, you're retarded. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you were it, never it's, it's dating weird. him. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's weird. So you have these fantasies sometimes of something going on, <laughs> like and I'm, it's not. I got my first boyfriend, Dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have hung up the phone. I'm yeah. not listening to you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The point I was getting at is: no. so, what do you? What would you say now, or has been set in place in your life through these years that does give you grounding? I mean, it's, cl- it's clearly. It's, it's, <laughs> What, as far as a father figure goes? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I was like, I, that was just kind of just, I just kind of threw that part in there. But I just mean <laughs> that just gives you like your moral compass. You know, that gives you some you sort know, of grounding. It, it really is. I, I'm one of those weird things that my, you know, your parents always talk about like things that you did when you were a kid. Like my mom was always really proud that I ate all my vegetables 
and she still talks about that, <laughs> which I find hilarious. It's pretty funny. Um, but one of the things that she didn't mention until like a year ago, which I told my therapist and she said, that's not a good thing, um, was my mom was crying and I was, I don't know, three. And I went up to her and I put my hand on her back and was patting her back saying, it's going to be okay. Mm. Mm. I think that's where it started. You've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm one of those people that sounds like a therapist without the degree, which is not good because that means everybody comes to me with their problems. Some people, I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Other people. You hold a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's emotionally exhausting when everybody tells you their stuff. My best friend, my boyfriend, my mom, all good. But when it's everybody in your class yeah. <laughs> talking to you like, hey, I'm having this issue. I'm like, oh, have you thought about talking to a therapist? <laughs> that, that's like my main line of like, have you thought about talking to a professional? Because I might not be the professional. Yeah, but they just feel comfortable with you. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> I had to tell somebody like, hey, maybe some ask somebody who has these same problems because mm. I can't. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and and literally you're more like you're somebody that can relate to this more than I can. This kid that I go to school with, he was like. He's black and he's like, I'm pretty sure that the way I have my hair isn't going to get me hired. Mm. And I was like, I think your hair is fine and I wouldn't judge you on your hair. But I don't have the opinion of a hiring manager right now (laughs) in architecture. So you might want to talk to maybe that professor or that professor because they are black and they are both in firms and understand that culture. And one of them actually owns a firm. So you probably get a better opinion from them. Yeah. Because I don't know what to do with this information. I don't even know the haircuts because I know the hair is different. I don't even know the haircuts. I I don't don't even know what you're talking about. I have a completely different hair type, bro. (laughs) You coming to me to talk about... To talk about your fade is wild. No, okay, so hold on a second. <laughs> so, That's pretty good. So, That's funny. To, all right, but this is actually really funny because so now, first of all, how did you? I've I've had this thought independent of you. I don't know where it came from, but I just would think. <laughs> What others go to, like, a historically black college? And I I wonder what the experience (laughs) is like for them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) We talked about this a little bit, but, like, a little bit of why I went there. One, D.C. is, even though it's an hour drive for me, it's more reasonable than having to move somewhere else. Um, Two... They had an architecture program, and I was looking for a place that I could get into. And it was really me transferring more than anything, and they accepted transfers. I personally didn't know it was an HBCU (laughs) until after I got the, hey, we have accepted you. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Oh, that's best. 
That's the best. But then I also didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> just imagine you just walking on campus and be like, hmm. But the thing is, is that I didn't even realize. You yeah. know why? Because I went to Stonewall Jackson High School. Oh. And yeah. I was just used to the crowd. Right. <laughs> like, I personally. You've always just been around yeah, like I've been around <laughs> multicultural schools yeah, yeah. all my life, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just been like that. Um, and oh. it's just like I'm used to it. I don't think about it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. So, and like on top of it, like I also. Oh, <laughs> you're going to so make funny. me laugh more. This because, is so funny. <laughs> well, because I didn't think about it because it's not something. Well, like I, I guess this is like partially white privilege. You're not looking for that sort of thing when you're applying to colleges. You yeah. go, I need a place with the major I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a reasonable distance. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have to figure out different transportation. Um, and I applied to UDC because their architecture program was exactly what I needed. And I didn't need anything additional to apply there. And they accepted transfers. And I was like, shit, that's all I need. (laughs) Somebody that accepts transfers and I'm good. I'm in there. Because trying to transfer into another architecture school is a nightmare. You almost can't. Mm. A lot of schools like to pretend they're like this, like, like they're Harvard, but they're not. (laughs) You know, like USF was like... You can't do this unless you follow exactly our rules. And I'm like, what the hell? Mm. (laughs) Um, So it's just one of those things where, like, I'm just grateful to have had the experience of going there. You mad for eating that lemon? (laughs) I know. That's some. That's some some cult shit. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. No, that's some weird shit. (laughs) That's mad. You won't see me doing that. <laughs> yeah, man. Lemons. Good for you. Don't want have to worry about scurvy with you. <laughs> yeah, don't let that, don't no, let that no, block I your know. train That's of thought. That's just like, I got ADHD, bro. <laughs> it, happens, it happens every single time anyone watches me eat a lemon for the first time. It's just like, did you, you just, just eat You just a compilation of... <laughs> <laughs> of me eating lemons in front of people. And people's reactions going, Earl, are you okay? <laughs> No, um, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I even remember what I was saying because I got so distracted. Uh, well, I think just you, just you getting a, just being grateful for even getting yeah, accepted. I, I was just, I was just so happy to have gotten because at that point when I finally started classes there at UDC, I had been out of school for a year between USF and UDC, and. Bear in mind that that was really scary because all the loan stuff was like, you're going to have to pay for this. You're going to have to pay for all your loans if you don't quickly get back into school or something. And I'm just like, please, I cannot afford. Please, (laughs) please don't screw me over. Um, So I got back into school. And then a couple months later, I realized. To an HBCU. Oh, that was a couple of months later. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I, I just thought, like, in my head, when I first started going there, because in fairness, it was really mixed because architecture is one of those degrees where, like, 
a lot of white people go after him. <laughs> it's one of those degrees where a lot of white people go after It's like, honestly. Yeah. But in fairness, people, like groups like, oh, what is it? There's a group of architects. It's like a national thing that they try to get more colored people into architecture schools mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, they're doing actually a really good job because the numbers have risen with um, women and people of color going up as far as architecture schools. What, go, do you, so. what, what does one even do to do, you just how do you even get more of those people in there? You just say, hey, you, listen, you go to people like places <clears throat> where there's um, like high schools and stuff like that, middle schools and high schools where the average is higher for people of color. And women or whatever mm. demographic you're looking for yeah. and show them. Just let them know that it's even an option. Yes. Like, hey, this is like, out these there. are the schools you can go to. This is the requirements. These are all the things. And we'll even get somebody in here if you guys want. And we'll teach you a little bit, do a little lesson, because mm. many of our teachers at UDC have actually volunteered. And some of us students have volunteered to go to these schools teach them some stuff about architecture or have them do a little bit of this or that or the other thing to encourage them. And there are some things like uh, Northern Virginia Community College has some architecture stuff. So you could go there, do some of their stuff because their classes are a lot um, better priced than universities. So a lot of people will go and do that. So they really highly encourage people to come in and go, hey, this is an option. And if you're a creative person, we highly recommend it, especially if you're like engineering ain't it for me, but I'm okay at math and you don't need to be amazing at math. You don't even need to be okay at math because there's only two classes that I had to take that had anything to do with math. Mm. Actually. Technically four if you count physics, but that physics professor was pretty easy. So it's much more of a creative endeavor than than it is mathematical. Creative and problem solving. Mm. You can develop the problem solving. You don't necessarily have to be good at problem solving from the beginning. But you will develop it. And if you don't cut it by the end, then you might have some problems. But you'll know within the first year. Whether it's working out for you or not. Um, Because you'll know if your teacher's going, hey, that's a lot of empty space. What does that do? And you don't have the answer to that question. You're probably not doing all right if you've gone past your first year. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, But I got into US, UDC, not USF, UDC at the very beginning of 2020. And after spring break, we did not come back onto campus because COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And but then you didn't have to make those payments as much. Yeah, I didn't have to make the payments at all because I got an in-school deferment. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You wouldn't have to make them anyway. Yeah, yeah. no. But I was freaking out because I was like, <clears throat> "Please accept me." <laughs> yeah, because I know they paused like everyone's. They paused payments. everybody's payments for federal student loans. Federal. I currently have. Sally May as well, who told me the other day, sorry, you had 48 months. That 48 months is gone. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Here's $700 that you owe us yeah. every month. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. 
<laughs> like I'm already paying rent, yeah. bills, and other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. Please get me out of here. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's just. And COVID changed things a lot. Like all, all schools across the country, whether it was colleges uh, or like middle, elementary, high school, whatever, all of them felt a disturbance in the force. <laughs> we went online. A lot of our professors had a little bit of a struggle with it. And then a lot of them also were fine. So it was kind of like split 50-50. 50% of them, they were good. They understood. They've had a video conference before. <laughs> the other 50% of them either didn't understand the technology or just didn't have class. <laughs> <laughs> we had one professor that just disappeared. We were like, good thing we did a bunch of stuff before the <laughs> spring break. We even talked about COVID before spring break. They were all like, you know, this might happen. Yeah. Um, it was so weird. But since then, like a lot of us have learned about this technology and like how to just use a computer. Apparently some people didn't even know how to do that, which is surprising to me. And so many ways <laughs> like i can some understand people, if you don't just, need a computer yeah some people just use things to the degree in which they need them yeah you and know? that's all well and good but if you don't know how to sign into your email and that's your main form of communication with your students there's a problem <laughs> yeah, that's tough that's tough so things went and and honestly it worked out really well for me and a few of the other students who had an hour drive there, there's a lot of students that go to UDC that are in Virginia and Maryland, not necessarily living in D.C. A lot of us have an hour drive because of the traffic and how nasty it can get around the city. Why were <clears throat> I need to know why you were called upon for for this thing that you told me about? Oh, yeah. Because I'm trying to figure I, I need to there. There are a couple layers to this. And I want to know how you feel about it. Oh, yeah. I want to know how people around you, like if you could observe, felt about it. I did get an opinion from somebody. (laughs) And it was really funny because I I enjoy this person's company and we get along. And it was really funny. But he he actually helped me out with some of it and got to present some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, I... (laughs) Just the concept of this is so ridiculous. I, but background information, the reason I got volunteered into this um, is because I have a 4.0. Oh. And I'm the only person that ever says, oh, I can do that. Yeah. You volunteer for things. I volunteer for things. People know they can rely on me. Yeah. Which is partially unfortunate because that means I get more (laughs) shit to do. Oh, hey, Christine, are you able to do this? Maybe. (laughs) Let me see what things look like and I'll let you know. Uh, No, um, we had a professor that was like, oh, we need to get this together. Like, and he didn't actually tell me like the the lack of knowledge ends up being a a theme (laughs) in a lot of this HBCU stuff. Okay. (laughs) He didn't tell me what it was for. He just said, I need a collection of student work. I need it in a PowerPoint presentation and I need it to be formatted well and somebody to talk about like the different things. Like, I already, like, like the different works, the different yes. pieces. And like the different 
like tools that some of them used, which I was very familiar with the majority of the tools and could tell what tools they were using in the majority of the projects. So I didn't have any, I didn't need to ask anybody. Congratulations to you. Well done. It's not that impressive. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Well, it, it clearly seems so to some people. <laughs> um, but I had a collection of work from not just myself, but a few other students because a couple of our professors were really smart and made share folders that a bunch of us could access for student work. Like a Google Drive type of deal? Yeah, it was a OneDrive. Like we all got free OneDrive accounts with our school emails. So they would make one for the class and then you would put all your assignments in it. And that was for COVID because it was more convenient than um, Blackboard, which consistently has problems. Yeah, for sure, (laughs) Um, for sure. Because 90% of the things that that schools have, Canvas, Blackboard, whatever it is that they use for, like, grades and stuff like that and, like, submitting assignments, there's always something wrong with all of them. (laughs) But I gathered all this student work and I got a little bit of something from, like, multiple different years and then I contacted a couple of other people because I knew that they would have the years that I wasn't there, the years that I didn't have at UDC because I had transferred. And... They were like, yeah, we have these, these, and these. I was like, that's perfect. Would you be potentially willing to talk about those things? They were like, yeah, just let me know the who, when, when, where, why. And I was like, awesome. Sounds good. And before I had talked to them about getting work, I had gathered the work that I had. And then the professor went, oh, yeah. And by the way, this is for our HBCUs with architecture presentation. And I was like, oh. Okay. And you just wanted me to gather this stuff, right? And put it in the PowerPoint and you'll talk about it, right? And he's like, no, you're going to talk. And I was like, <laughs> wait. And the same question I asked you about that, uh, that cult church. How many people are attending or are going to watch this presentation? So <laughs> it's several HBCUs across the country, <laughs> but only the ones that have architecture. Okay. So, UDC and Howard are both in DC, so they were both there. And then I think there was about five or six other universities. And so all of them had two professors minimum. Some of them had their like program director as well, depended on their situation. And then they had, all except for us, (laughs) who only had myself and one other student, had like five different students presenting their stuff. Yeah. So it's like 50 people. <laughs> Sweet. That's enough. Five zero. That, yeah, that's enough for me. That's enough to be like, ooh boy, <laughs> this is awkward. And other than like program directors and a couple of professors, I was the only white student. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, there, Did you feel highly uncomfortable? Especially since we were the last school. Yes. But it, I didn't start feeling uncomfortable until about halfway through when I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Our school looks severely underfunded. <laughs> oh, no. We're the HBCU of HBCUs. Awesome. <laughs> because unfortunately, and, and this partially has to do with the fact that the school is in D.C., um, their funding 
is strictly controlled by Congress. Which is a weird concept because most schools don't have that problem. Mm. And so our budget and everything has to be submitted to them pretty much. Understood. Um, of course, the school can raise money and all that sort of stuff. But, but it's not the same. But also, <clears throat> their tuition is capped. But weirdly enough, they don't meet that cap even in the slightest. It's actually a reasonably affordable school. And I'm paying, in quotes, out-of-state fees because I don't live in D.C., but I'm only paying, like, 8K a semester other than this semester versus the, like, 30K a semester that I was paying at USF, mm. which is mad. Yeah. But th that HBCU conference thing, I the other student I was working with was thankfully a person of color. <laughs> yeah, you, so I did have a little hilarious. bit of backup. If it's just two white people <laughs> and the, the professor was also is also a person of yeah. color, thank God. Um and it was just like me in the middle going, Hi everyone. I'm gonna talk about and I talk differently than every single person. <laughs> and it was so awkward. I was just like, dang. I'm really messing up the flow here, aren't I? <laughs> because you're like the best white person to do it. <laughs> because you're like a white chick, white chick, like, <laughs> like through and through. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't try to be that basic white bitch, but I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not rocking the Han Solo Ugg boots and vest look kind of yeah. white, basic white bitch. Yeah. But I am the... Um, pumpkin spice peppermint mocha white bitch. <laughs> Which is a delicious drink, I'm certain. Uh, they're of it. they're great. <laughs> but still. <laughs> you could probably guess half of the like, do you believe in horoscopes? Only when somebody else is talking about them. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but I, I, I do just go with the flow in fairness. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're fun. You're fun. You're fun. You've always have been. That's why that's why I contacted you to come on to the podcast. That's because think about it. It was so long ago, not to date us again, but it was so long ago. Like and it's not like we weren't even hanging out back then. So for me to contact you is just it's just off of like the lingering vibes of what once was. Yeah. You know? I don't I never hung out with anybody that we worked with. Oh, okay. But part of that had to do with the fact that there was so much drama. Oh, there was definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, you young people can't in a restaurant. A, you can't work at a restaurant without drama, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's going down, for sure. But I'll explain, I'll explain some of that trauma. The last thing I do want to, just so we can close this door properly, is what was the, the feedback from that friend? Oh, yeah. So um, I had had a couple of classes with them, so I was that's why I was comfortable with asking them for student work. But I was like, hey, did you find it weird that I, I was, like, the only white student? And he was like, they probably didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, that was the feedback. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure about that? He's like... I mean, other than the way you were talking, they probably didn't notice. <laughs> that is so funny. Not and I was noticing. just like, oop. <laughs> well, he, I think his <clears throat> thought was that, like, all these other schools, they might be HBCUs, but they're not in areas necessarily where, like, that's 
really that big of a deal because the communities that some of these colleges are in are super diverse on all ends of the scale. And so it's not like they go white people. (laughs) But you, but you, you put your your best foot forward and trying to do really. I was just like, here's our students' work. Hope you guys liked it. And in all honesty, I was absolutely beside myself that they had questions for us. Mm. (laughs) What programs did you? I mean, that you know. Oh, so they they prolonged the speech. Well, there was like a. Student talk like, afterwards, okay. like where like, a like every, type yeah, of deal. but it was only for the students. It was like all the students could talk to each other. And in all fairness, one of the professors was like, now don't talk shit about us when we're gone. And I was like, ha, you get talked about, don't you? <laughs> no, like joke. But um, <laughs> I will say that I'm going to stereotype architecture students specifically. Literally every single time there's any sort of like meeting, conference, anything where like you get introduced to other people in the architecture community, there's always a couple of students that go, what program did you use for that? And I'm like, please stop asking that question. You know exactly what the program is they used. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> they used Photoshop. Get out of here. Okay, so there's, there's okay. <laughs> I was about to say, there's, there's not just like a, a large slew Well, there of... is a lot of programs. I mean, I could list them out, but I'd be using all my fingers, yeah, you know? Yeah, But it's like, it's, we have the, like, if you're, some of the grad students be asking these questions and they should know better. They know what programs we're using. They, they've heard all the programs be mentioned and all these different like talks and stuff. Why are you still asking this question? Yeah, that's a fascinating question. What program did you use? Yeah. AutoCAD? Yeah, I wonder if, yeah, if that's just like a question just to have a question, you know, just to fill the void I to don't say even something. Know anymore because I'm the one that asks questions all the time. And I'm, I'm that person. I know. I, it's good. I literally had some, you, you know, Harry Potter. I know. Harry, I literally, I've heard of him. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I've heard of the guy. So, I've had more than one person call me Hermione. That's funny. Yeah. It's Hermione like Hermione also at the top of the class. It's nice because it's like they're telling me I'm smart, but it's also backhanded because they're telling me I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what Snape says? You want to know? Insufferable know-it-all. Uh, you want to know? <laughs> I just I want to make sure I'm going the right direction, so I ask questions. Yeah. And I'm always the one that asks the questions that everybody's afraid to ask at school. I don't have an example, but I always end up asking stuff about the assignment or like what they expect of us or something that ends up being like a pivotal point where everybody goes, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. And also keep in mind that it's your type of person that keeps everyone else up to speed because there's really like I'm doing half the professor's job, bro. There's a million people that like <laughs> want really, to ask that question. They're just not going to. So then you ask and they're like, which oh, is why I'm so me. glad that she asked that question because I didn't. It's I, why. And you know what? I was way too embarrassed to ask that question. What's funny to me is that if I didn't ask the question, they'll ask it of me later oh right like hey do you know da, 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 da? and i was like you know we were just in a classroom with a whole professor 
Yeah. Like they like they studied this thing for years. <laughs> like you, you didn't like, want to ask them. It's sort of the like the people coming at you for, for therapy. Just like, you know, you can you can talk to a well, therapist. Well, the thing is that I kind of set myself <clears throat> up for that shit unintentionally. Is <laughs> because I stay so on top of stuff. And I swear to God, like everybody in the architecture world is just all like chronic procrastinators, which is why she gets delayed all the time. Mm-hmm. But it it's genuinely I'm pretty sure that's like why we get gravitated towards this degree. Mm-hmm. But um like that's partially that's a joke. But partially. <laughs> just partially. You- <laughs> yeah, there's truth there's truth in it though. Yes. Yeah. There's some truth. And that's why I like when I started going to UDC, I like took a 180 and like completely flipped around and started getting on top of stuff because I was like, I didn't do so well at USF. I'll do is like put my full effort in. And really, it was like about planning my time. It was all time management. And the thing is, is it wasn't like I was bad at time management when I was going to USF. They were giving us too much stuff to do. At UDC, they gave us one design per semester. For the most part, the the like first years might have more than one because they're so small. Um, but at USF, they were giving us an average of two. There was a couple of semesters they gave us three projects per semester. And imagine designing and building a hand model of an entire building twice in a semester. You guys using 3D printers? Not at first. <laughs> okay. We were allowed to use them way later. Understood. So you and they were still new this. technology, kind of when but I. But that's but that's good though. You know, to just to have that because there's a bunch I of people that only learned how to do things through CAD, right? And then yeah. you had the people pre-CAD, you know, yeah. that learned how to sketch everything at out. USF. They had us do everything by hand the first two years. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. But. (laughs) Oh, you're popular. It's my boyfriend. (laughs) I'll text him. Needs to let you know. Yeah, listen, again, by the way, um, I'll just go ahead and put this out there for the people listening. I was taking a nap when she (laughs) pulled up. um, Miscommunication. Alarm didn't go off. Uh, that was Von Marie's fault. Um, go ahead and throw her under the bus as well while I'm doing this. Um, thank you for sitting out there. And uh, hopefully he's just not angry with me right now. And being no, like, I did didn't that tell him what was going on. Did he finally let you in the house that well, good for he's nothing? he's just, like, worried. I didn't tell him what was going on. <laughs> okay. I, he, he's always worried that something bad's going to happen to me. Just in general. Yeah, generalized. As soon as you leave the house. He doesn't, like, assume what's going to happen or anything like that. He mainly wanted to make sure I got safe here and let I told him when I was Does leaving. he watch a lot of news? No. Oh, okay. He just knows, like... That the world's wild? Uh, yeah, pretty much. He knows that the world is an unfortunate place sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they had us do a lot of stuff. And I even worked, like was in a wood shop, like making things out of wood and all sorts of stuff. And that was like wonderful skills. But they should have transitioned us into doing computer stuff a lot earlier. And the reason I say that is because you pretty much aren't using a computer at all. For maybe anything other than like finalized floor plans until um, you're almost in like 
what most people would consider the graduate part of it, which is insane because if you want an internship, you need to know how to use a few things. And one of those things is Revit, (laughs) which you probably don't know what Revit is. It is also like AutoCAD, which is the traditional CAD program that a lot of people know from Autodesk, also owns Revit. And Revit's just an easier way of making like pre-built stuff to go into a building. So you can like they already have the walls, like really basic walls pre-made and you just like measure it out and easy peasy. You can put topography in there you can put furniture, interior walls, windows, doors, everything. Like there's a bunch of different components in it that are already available to you. You just got to lay everything out in the way that you want it to be laid out in the measurements that you want it laid out in. (laughs) Um, And they didn't teach that until you got into the really, really advanced courses, which is wild to me because if you do, if you use a CAD program like AutoCAD, it's by the line specifically. You can get little like 2D images that are like chairs and furniture and like toilets and stuff like that. No big deal. You can find those online. But having to do every single line just to make a a box (laughs) is insanity. Mm -hmm. And it takes forever to do that. And now I understand if they told you, hey, you're not allowed to use the program until you've done enough development on your plans using drawing. And then you can go to do that. Like problem solve enough to get to a certain point and then move it to a digital format. That's fine. I understand that. Like you don't want to see yeah, digital until yeah. a certain point <clears throat> in the development. And I get that. But when you're not teaching students how to use specific kinds of technology that are pivotal in order to get hired, you're really putting them back and you're putting your program back mm-hmm. in the stone age. Yeah. And it really sucks because a lot of the skills that I learned there are really helpful. But if I didn't go to UDC, I don't think I would have gotten hired mm. because I learned so much at UDC as far as technology goes. And it wasn't even just computer programs. It was learning about the different technology that is available to us, whether we're using it or not, like 3D printing like different um, sustainable options that you might bring into your buildings. Like, not once did anybody ever mention the word energy at all at USF or the word sustainable. They were not worried about that. They don't their, care. Their they don't give not a on single, that. like, yeah. nothing. And... <laughs> now i know how to, was never like up. solar panels yeah yeah yeah. That's like what you're if if you put a solar panel on your building at usf they would probably look at you like you were crazy because they did things so old school mm. and they got all the sun <laughs> they have, I, right they have all the sun <laughs> there's only like a don't month wanna, total don't want to like it. it storms interesting <laughs> Yeah, no, it it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, after I got to UDC, I was like, why? There's no reason for that. And I'm really, really proud of UDC pushing all these, like, different things. Because the thing is, is that these firms, all these architecture firms across the country, 
and then these ones that are like old school and stuff like that, they want to hire people that know these things. They want to know if you can do an energy analysis. And if you know how to do an energy analysis, you know how many solar panels are needed for a place in order to like fuel the entire um, building or house. You know, like the kinds of like all sorts of these sustainable things that you can add to it to hit these um, points that they want. Like there's things like lead certification which is like environmental like certification and all these different things uh, where you like hit certain points on a checklist and then you're just certified. But then there's like um, bronze, <laughs> bronze, silver, gold and platinum levels of lead. And you can have the most sustainable building and get like um, not only a plaque on your building. It's not just like, oh, you did it. You can get tax incentives. Yeah, that's yeah. I saw that coming. Tax incentives. But not just that. If your building has all these sustainability factors, you're helping with the environment like a lot to the point where your building is now more efficient. Your building doesn't need to take all the water and energy from the city. It provides its own. It has become self-sustaining. You don't need all these extra things. And in fact, you now have additional things that you can put in your building because you have made it so that you don't have to do these things. We won't speak on it, but inter <laughs> interesting that certain places uh, wouldn't open their mind to other ways of thinking that would allow for some of these efficiencies. We'll end that there. <laughs> but interesting. Um, that is very interesting. Yeah. So I'm certain. <clears throat> so you only had to take a couple of math classes, which is also fascinating because uh, I think that it's all about the structure. Lay people it. would think yeah. more. But yeah. I'm certain you've had to take like, history of architecture in certain places. Is yes. there anywhere in particular, any point in time in life where you feel like you're very drawn to that that style of architecture? So. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheesy when it comes okay. to like the specific kind of architecture that I'm into, but it has everything to do with light. Okay. And colors. Talk to me about this. Like I'm a, <laughs> you described me as bubbly at one point. <laughs> and I'm just going to use that yes. and go with the word vibrant. Okay. And I feel like I think you're vibrant. We can, yeah, we can, like, you know, instead of bubbly, I'm going to replace because I don't know about how you and the boyfriend feel about that. No, that, that was it. like it's a joke now right, at this right. point. But vibrant's a good. But word. like I see a lot of things as like everybody has negative points in their life, but I tr I try to think very positively, and the word vibrant and like colors and stuff like that really just like fuel my brain <laughs> when when it's gross and gray and like nasty outside because it's storming and stuff like that i am sleepy and tired and everything like that but when the sun's out i'm like i'm awake i'm like i had to have caffeine before i came here otherwise yeah. i would be dead to the world <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> you wanted to go get the pumpkin spice uh -uh. <laughs> well, what, i didn't get that today oh you didn't get that today okay yeah, i don't think they have that right now oh. i did have peppermint mocha. no i'm just <laughs> i make my i make coffee at home too so but um i really like frank lloyd wright 
Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd yeah. Wright. Got you. So personality wise, I hear he wasn't that great of a dude, but <laughs> that often happens with some of the greats. Yeah. Um, when you go run off with your mistress and then your housekeeper goes, I don't like that. I'm a, I'm a catch some stuff on fire. Um, that's not fun. Anyways, um, <laughs> I might be remembering a different architect, what, but that's what, okay. What age was this? What year, like, when oh, was he living? That's a good question. Because everyone may I have been he, running off with their mistress at this time, <laughs> like, depending upon how far back we're going. I think he died in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of his shit's in black and white. Gotcha. So, I where, mean. Where was he living? Where was he based? So, he kind of did stuff all over the country. But a lot of his work is in Chicago. Oh, my God. Um, I haven't been out there, but I hear it's beautiful. <laughs> no, I have been out there. It's just been a long time. But Yeah, like he his work, and I wish, like, I mean, I know people listen to it and watch your podcast, so it's kind of like a, there's several different, like, experiences going on here. But... I would love to pull up like just a random like here's falling water kind of shit. Okay, <laughs> right there, I'm gonna put a picture of falling water by Frank Lloyd Wright. Yes. As soon as you did that, I'm gonna place it right there where your hand went. And then post edit. <laughs> we know. <laughs> no, but like it's really like his whole thing was light and nature, and I am all about that. Like that house in general falling water it he incorporated a small like creek that came through the bottom of it and he put a um, cantilevered you know what cantilevered is absolutely not <laughs> it sounds be sounds beautiful if i had two sticks i'd show you but um cantilevered is just like one support and like the the um like a balcony if it had come out like really, really far mm. with no support on the end of the balcony. Oh, okay. The only support was like it being attached to the house. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, like normal balconies can come out. Yeah. Like a few feet, a few feet. No big deal, right? They can support themselves. You just have like the slab come out and then you got the little um, grate so you don't fall off. Yeah. No big deal. Um, <laughs> The cantilevering of this was so far out that they that everybody that worked on this with him thought it was going to break as soon as they were done. <laughs> like, come off. Like, all the way off. <laughs> like, it would just fall. Um, and it never did. And it's still up to this day. And that's mad. <laughs> but, like, the creek goes under that balcony. And it's really, like, a, everybody who has visited there, I haven't. I It's one of those, like architecture like uh wonders of the world pilgrimages pilgrimages i was trying to think of the word i knew uh, it started with a p uh, <laughs> yeah it's like a pilgrimage for architecture students and architects alike like it's one of those things that you have to go see because it's like one of those architecture history things like that is like an insane intense cantilever that at the time they never thought was possible so and one of the other things that he did, which is a little bit crazy, he, along with designing, and he did a lot of houses mainly, along with designing any of the things that he did, 
he also designed and built all of the furniture, which is intense. <laughs> like, absolutely, like, madman intense. Yeah. Like, who does that? But it got to the point where, like, every single piece of furniture that was for that room was meant to stay in that room and he would come and visit you <laughs> and if he saw your furniture out of place he would push it back and he there was i don't remember which like thing that he designed that he did this but one of the things that he designed the, the owners of the house kept moving the stuff so every time he came back he would move it back and then at one point he just nailed them off down <laughs> So, okay, so he's a madman um, and ran off with the mysteries and got stuff burnt down. Yeah. So, okay, so he builds this beautiful stuff. So not only is he an architect, but he's an interior designer now. Like mad, absolutely mad. But yeah, like he, he, he wanted the entire experience, the experience of everything to go together. And it was just one of those things where... As architects, you, you, as an architect, you design for the experience and the usage of the individual, as well as the health and safety, but that's not really what I'm talking about right now. When you walk into a museum, you see art. You expect to see art. Your experience is to walk around, see the art, and... Maybe experience the building a little bit, but the main attraction is the art. When you go into a hospital, you want to feel welcomed. You want to feel like people are being taken care of. There's specific types of experiences that you want to have in specific places. In a house, you want to feel like you're at home. Everything goes together. Nothing feels out of place. You don't want to feel the stress of like having to do this, that, or the other thing. In order to make your house look cohesive. And that was one of his things that like making everything go together and be consistent with it, each other was the thing. So he would have the dining room table and dining room chairs built, the couches, the, the tables, the, the beds, everything, every little thing. The lights that were up on the walls, everything was done with intent, which is insane. And I won't be designing the furniture along with it. But there's a lot of architects that do design furniture on the side. Mm. And in fact, one of my classes at my old school, USF, Materials and Methods, I believe, one of the projects, which I didn't get the chance to do because... Something happened that semester. I don't even remember what. I think it was hurricanes. Um, <laughs> um, we were meant to build a table or a chair out of cardboard completely. And it had to fit a certain dimension. And that is something that has been consistent among architecture schools of that sort since he was around. Mm. Which is fascinating. You see, like, the interconnectedness of do, these things. Do you have any of those sort of aspirations, or do you, you just want to work on the buildings it, themselves? I, so, that's one of those things. My main goal. <laughs> I do want to work on the buildings, mainly. Um, my main goal is to, 
obviously, you know, finish school. I'll be finished and graduated in May. Congrats. <laughs> It's been a while, bro. <laughs> get out and get the experience I need. Take my exams. Get my license. Cool. Step one done. Get license. <laughs> get enough experience out there to feel confident enough to make my own firm. I want to own my own firm one day. As well as I want to either group up with or start a foundation that helps communities across the United States. And that foundation and the firm together, working together to build up communities, Mm. building community centers, finding out the needs of the communities and trying to make solutions using architecture to bolster like everybody that is in need. And I know that's like an insane, like high aspiration, but after seeing the things throughout my life of like, I at one point was living not just paycheck to paycheck, but worse. (laughs) And I at one point was homeless for two weeks and never really talked about it with anybody other than like two people. (laughs) Um, And like seeing all the different things that like people don't really have access to because of the changing times, like churches used to be the place to go if you were having a hard time. But with like all the things that are going on in that atmosphere, including my my stories previously, um, that's not really something people want to do anymore. But there are free <laughs> snacks there. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, it it's just like if we can have our communities and work with them to really like have people thrive instead of just surviving then we can get through it i mean my thesis alone is again every time i don't think i can count how many times i've hit that thing um my thesis alone is about taking vacant building stock in dc and putting vertical farms in it in order to Oh, she's out there on the phone. Oh, in order to um, bolster communities. Um, A lot of people don't think of D.C. as having food deserts at all. But they do. D.C. does have food deserts. And you can even look up a food desert map. And there are areas that have a lot of vacant housing, especially since COVID. Because a lot of people were out housing because they couldn't afford it anymore because half their family got sick or they got sick or something happened. Food desert, by the way, just being a large, you're just being a, an area in which they don't have healthy food sources, healthy food sources. within a reasonable distance. Understood. And reasonable distance also depends on the type of area that you live in for cities. The area is a lot smaller suburbs. It's a lot bigger yeah. rural, a lot bigger. Um, so if you can't reasonably get to it within a certain walking distance or short drive or metro within certain metro stops, then it's a food desert. And I have done all the design work for it. I'm just working on my paper at this point. And it being this like idea that can become a catalyst to do bigger, better things for the community, like 
maybe now that they've gotten a little bit of this, maybe they want to do a warehouse, they all want to get together. And in fact, one of my sites is actually right across the street from a church, <laughs> which funny enough how that works. But, you know, there are still some churches that do give out food to people and do house the homeless and stuff like that. Though I do find it kind of a mad, like, policy in some places that you're, oh, you're not allowed to have the homeless in your church. Why? It's our property. (laughs) Oh, these are policies. Yeah, not necessarily in D.C. I don't know exactly their policy on homeless people, but I saw an article like yesterday. Some state policies for. uh, Makes no sense. (laughs) That that strictly forbid. Like housing homeless people for some. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like homeless people get like the shit in and the stick in a lot of different states and in fact actually oftentimes will get moved to a different state which is nuts to me but whatever (laughs) um but it's just like if we if we really like think about what is needed in this country a lot of the things that we need and want aren't going to be done through like voting unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm not trying to get on politics Mm -hmm. but like every single politician's an asshole like (laughs) i think we can all agree on that (laughs) and it's just like almost none of them are in it for us it's a we have to do our own thing so let's do our own thing and help each other out in a way that we all agree on yeah it's uh and I don't think to, anybody disagrees with food. So yeah, yeah, trying to get people to work on a, you know, just a small local mm-hmm. level. You know, getting in, involved with yeah. their local politics or just just involved with one another. Just the, just with the community. Just the politics of school alone gives me like nightmares, <laughs> because I got added onto the honor society and everything like that, and just trying to get like our stuff figured out for that like i don't know what i'm doing anymore at this point i'm like i don't know i wanted to help out doing these things but i guess uh we're just sol right now (laughs) so yeah there's just a lot of stuff going on and if people had more support systems a lot of things might get solved potentially yeah that's the theory that's the hope. That's the dream. Yeah, that's awesome. But though. yeah, that's that's very cool for you. Yeah, I told my mom about that, like wanting to do a foundation in an architecture firm. She just started crying, going, "Oh my god, that's so sweet." I'm like, I remember Good when not. you patted me on my back and told me it was going to be okay when you were just three years old. You're doing it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I I I've been told and like. I don't really care anymore what people think about this, but I was told by a specific individual that I have a savior complex (laughs) and I don't mean to, it's just, I don't like seeing people upset or in, in like pain or anything like that. I just like it, like it hurts like, cause I, I have so much empathy that if somebody starts crying, I'm going to cry. Like, you can't you can't cry in front of me, bro. Yeah. Like, can't do this to me. I'm going to start crying. No. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, 
I immediately start like taking on other people's emotions unintentionally. And don't worry, I've been talking to a therapist about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's why I was asking you yeah. about the evolution of you and like the most yeah. recent sort of like step or revelation for mm-hmm. you because you're someone that is curious you're asking all the questions <laughs> right. i like information you you, you want to know and Sponge. And, and and you're down with therapy so it's not about just knowledge-based things like how can i put this this piece of architecture together it's how can i put myself together yeah <laughs> you know what i mean well, like you're trying to figure out the external and the internal so that's why i was asking yeah. what's been like the the most recent step you feel like you've taken as a yeah. as a human as yeah, you know. like it's really just like discovering that I can actually do architecture. <laughs> oh, really? Because at my old school, like they made me feel like I sucked. Like the professors? The- I They pseudo kicked me out. They didn't actually kick me out. There was no paperwork to kick me out or anything like that. It's just they were like, your grades aren't good enough. And all the grades that they were talking about were all opinion based (laughs) opinion based grades. Yes, because in studio work, you design. If the professor doesn't like your design. That's their opinion. Oh, and it's and they could give you a grade based off of that. Oh, it's you're right. So like art in a sense, like you got to grade. Well, I mean, it is art or writing like anything creative that you can create can be judged by somebody in a way that you didn't intend. Like we had, Hmm. I still have this model of this wonderful thing where I did like all this, like playful light and stuff like that. Like I mentioned, like I really like Frank Lloyd's right. Wright's way he plays with light. And I tried to really push that through with this project. And in fact, I even presented it at UDC to a couple of people to see what they thought about it. And they were like, this is great. What grade did you get? And I said, I got a B minus. And that wasn't good enough for them because I got all of my grades for studio, which was six studios. Um, were all except for one B or B minus. And to them that meant that I wasn't allowed to continue on without going and retaking one or two of those and getting an A. My last studio that I had there, the professor called me into his office on the first day and said, if you do not get an A by the end of the semester, you will not be able to go on to the advanced courses. Wow. And I, in my head, I was like, that's fucked. But I, like, a couple weeks in, I had quit my job so I could focus on school. And I still wasn't good enough. I got an A on the first project. The second project, I decided again to play with light. And they just don't like that for some reason. Mm. I should. The thing is, is that every time I listened to the professor and their advice, my grade got brought down. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. Okay, I'll try that. Come to find out at the very end of the semester, like, hey, you know, the advice that we give you is just a way for you to go around, not necessarily that you have to follow it. I'm like, why the fuck you say it then? <laughs> and so, so th- th- none of these critiques that they have 
are about the logistics of the architecture actually like, working out. Like, did I solve the problem? And did I do it in a way that isn't the same as somebody else? That's what we should be answering. <laughs> right. Yeah, this Not seems interesting. copy-paste. Because I copy-pasted for the first project of that semester and got an A. School, hmm. school is school is fascinating to me for these these sorts of reasons. Like these, it's these, nuts, you know, because it's not math. It's not hardcore math, you know, or science. So where there is just an answer, you know. Yeah, that that shit I'm good at. I know. Well, that, yeah, because well, because because the, the answer comes out, and you're just like, that's the answer. You you have crazy. to grade me right on that. Yeah, like you have there's to give no, me. There's no in between. Yeah, there's no you interpretation. Know what it is x equals this like that's yes. what it is mm. when it comes to stuff that is judged by a single individual and they could just go meh meh eh, meh doesn't quite tickle my like, fancy i like that's that's i'm not that's impressed awful to me and on top of that they never told me what i could change <sighs> so how am i supposed to get better Wow, really? How are supposed to get so better? you get a grade, but like you just get a gr you get a and grade, and you don't even get your grade right then and there. You get your grade way later, and you only find out through the 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 school system. <laughs> and there's there's no recourse because it's not there's, like there's, there's a test. There's no conversation. They they don't sit you down. No, say, what they the way that and this is like all architecture schools, the way that they structure presentations because you present your project. You, like, talk about it. You go, here's how we did it. Here's the process. Here's my final, yada, yada. Um, the way they do it is they have the professor, and then they have what's called a jury, people who judge your work. And those people listen to you talk and look at your stuff and go, this is what we think. This is what we think you should improve on. Not what the professor thinks. The professor just shuts the fuck up the entire time. And the jury is made USF. up of other professors? Um, it's either other professors or people that they brought in. Oh. From other firms and stuff like that. Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to use the rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Break, <laughs> break. Bathroom break. <laughs> Do you stretch? No, you don't even have the time to stretch. <laughs> Yeah, it really is like that. So I like. Oh yeah, you got a nice little crack there. Yeah, my neck pops real loud. Is like scares people sometimes. Yeah. How about massages? Have you ever gotten like a professional massage? I want them more often, but sometimes they get expensive. I saw a place nearby. Let's swing this back over in front, mm. in front of you. Yeah, I so you can actually hear me. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to hear you on this audio uh, journey. Um, that I, I saw this place nearby that does. And I'm thinking about it, just it's it's pricey, but I'm thinking I'm gonna pull the trigger on it. Oh, screw it, yeah, do it, man. It's like a four person massage, huh? Wait, yeah, I'm talking about four people massage you at the same time. <laughs> no, and I'm thinking about getting like a 90 minute four person massage, which is like I just got that sounds so extra. Just got eight hands on me, just work, just going. Okay, to work. I'm gonna be real. That sounds like it sounds too much. Sounds sexual. <laughs> It sounds weird. I'm not. Yeah, I, no. I'm not I like. I do of, a single person. I'm not afraid of the sexual. Like I, I go to like massage envy and stuff like that. <laughs> it sounds sexual. Why? Wait a minute. Just because you multiply the number of hands. No, I don't know. Like the way you said it. <laughs> the way you said it sounded weird, bro. <laughs> it's possible. I get it. I, I, I get into it. I really like eight hands eight, all over me. 
I get it. I get into it. I'm, a, I'm about that life. Yeah, no, yeah. massages are great. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm thinking about one right now. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> now you know I want to go mean? get I, one. I see you. You know, you're stretching. You're trying to. You know, know like, like what really like messes me up is because I I work in IT currently, mm. and I so I work at a, just a desk. You know, yeah. mouse, keyboard computer stare yeah, postures. <laughs> and so my neck gets yeah. messed up and i have like what i call a bulbous knot like right where like your neck ends and your spine starts mm-hmm. which technically your spine goes up into your neck but you know what i mean yeah. like that one like point where like your shoulders and stuff like that connect and everything mm-hmm. like right there feels like the biggest knot i have ever felt in my life mm-hmm. and a lot of people have that Unfortunately, because, you know, we're the age of computers. <laughs> so yeah. we all just like sit wrong. And like, that's why I scooted back and pulled the microphone. I was like, I'm sitting all wrong. Yeah, yeah. Sit, yeah, please, so, please. I, I only realized I was sitting all messed up when I came back in here. I was like, you know what? <laughs> You've been hunching forward this yes, whole time? Yes. Oh, yeah. Contorting I, yourself. I destroy my spine with my bad habits. <laughs> yes, yeah, tough, man. I saw, I was on the way to work the other day and I saw a lady walking her dog. And she had a walker in front of her. And I cannot, I, this is not an exaggeration when I tell you she was at a 90 degree angle. Yeah. Leaning over. Leaning it. forward over top no. of the walker. Her face was looking down at the sidewalk. Oh, that's not good. And she was just like, just pushing the thing. And I was like, whoa. Whoa! I, I don't know. I don't like know a if I support a back brace or something. Yeah, I don't. I've seen old people hunch, but I don't know if I've seen that before. Maybe one other time in my life, but it was it that was severe, severe. That's I mad. was like, whoa. That's mad. I would never. You you wouldn't find me like that even when I'm old, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I to me, it's it, yeah. It's very important to, to stretch out, get the kinks out, get those fuck it, get yeah. those four person massages, like, I, whatever. I have issues. Well, like I um, I'll get what I call shocks in my leg mm. because I and I. Funny enough, actually, the first time I experienced this, I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings, but I didn't know what the hell it was. Um. I have an issue with my sciatic nerve and I think it is from sitting so much. And because even when I was working at B-dubs and part of that was I was standing too much. So this like sitting up, sitting and standing too much, it can mess with you. Like not doing intervals Mm. regularly can really mess with everything. And that hinge between your hips and your back is one of the weakest points in your body. The only reason I know that is because my doctor got upset at me for hurting myself and said, that is one of the weakest points in your body. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because I, my friend wanted her hair dyed and I was leaning over the tub to rinse her hair with her shower head. Now, like I like after it happened, I thought and I was like, why the hell did I do that? What was it? Just like a large pinch or something that happened? Yeah, like I was at a 90 degree angle for too long. And when I got back up, I felt pain and I was like, that's not good. Mm. And so when I got back from visiting her, I ended up having to go to the doctor and I was on like um, pain meds steroids and 
something else. I don't even remember what it was. Mm. And then they put a shot in my butt. Okay. <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> uh, love going to the doctor. Not. Uh, I do want to ask you this last question on architecture. I'm certain that by this time <laughs> you have you have thought of what a perfect home for you looks like. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny enough, um, my significant other and I uh a while back actually when i uh like a year or two after i started architecture school at usf um had come up with a list of things that we wanted in a home which is funny because we were long distance at the time because <laughs> i was in florida he was in virginia <laughs> oh y'all making it happen yeah, I mean, like it was it a happen. rough time. Too. I'm certain that shit don't sound easy no, when people talk not. about that. But I, every time I visited, I like made time for him too. So, and there was a couple of times. If my mom see this, sees this, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you <laughs> that I visited and I never told her because I just wanted to spend time with my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> you were trying to make it work. Yeah. Look at you. But it's been 10 years. So since and we you got were together. making the drive or you were flying? Uh, I was you, flying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you were uh, definitely making it work. Yeah. Um, a couple of times other people paid for my tickets, but a, a, a few, a lot of the times I paid for my own ticket and which was already a lot because architecture school is expensive yeah. and I had to pay for all my own supplies. My, <laughs> my wallet still screams to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Sally Mae coming after you. Yeah. I cry. Yeah. You've been thugging <laughs> it out. You've been That's thugging rough. it out. Like people go, oh yeah, you just take out loans and you pay them back. Like it's not that simple, guys. Eighteen year olds should not be making these decisions because yeah. that is a lifelong oof. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not good. It's not yeah. good for your. But you, you, you'll, you'll get there though. Yeah. That's that's no, the whole yeah. that's the whole dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to cross my fingers and smack them again. <laughs> Bad omen, but. Okay, so so tell me about this list that you guys have so, about this home. I mean, obviously you have the basics. You know, you got living room and kitchen. Well, first of all, like is that, there like a certain style? It, well, I mean, <laughs> just like maybe like region of the U.S. or of the world. Or so that's a good question because we still are trying to figure out where we would want to be, and. He, I'm okay with this because I think it would be fascinating. He wants to move. Just for a year, internationally, live somewhere for a year. Any place in particular? No, we're just trying just, to figure that out. Just he just wants to have it like some a experience. living experience somewhere yeah. else for a year. So go check out some of that Japanese architecture. As much as that's like awesome, <laughs> I, I like and to to be real, like I'm we're we're weird. We like sumo. Okay, why is it weird? Because everybody looks at us like, why are you watching a bunch of fat men wrestle? Dude, listen, <laughs> I've never heard anyone tell me they like sumo before, even though I know sumo's a thing and clearly plenty of yeah. people watch it. But people over on this side of the pond, I suppose, don't don't <laughs> talk about sumo no, at all. But there's like a weird amount of like... Where do you watch this? Just online? Like, Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> The Japanese network that hosts sumo on their channel don't like when people record them 
and show them in other places, but they don't market it outside of Japan. They don't. They don't show it to anybody. They don't want anybody other than Japanese people watching it. They don't want anybody involved in it. And in fact, they barely even want anybody that's not Japanese involved in the sport at all. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and to be all re- like honest, and this is something that travelers and people that want to live in Japan really need to know, they don't want you there <laughs> unless you're Japanese. They are quiet racists. <laughs> quiet. I've They're seen... polite about it. They will politely never talk to you again and hope that you leave. <laughs> yeah, someone just sent me this video about this, this girl in France. Supposedly people go over to France and also have this, uh, this experience often, too, where they're just like, oh, you know, France is so beautiful. And Parisians. Come over it's here. the Parisians pa- specifically. Uh, Parisian it's specifically. not all of France. Yeah. People in Paris hate travelers (laughs) they hate everybody they're just like i just want to be left alone i'm tired of people getting in my way which Mm. understandable in dc you have like groups of people and it's only during the nice times of the year (laughs) when it's gross outside nobody is there but when it's during the nice especially during like the cherry blossom festival you'll have groups like hordes of like people from all over the country and world in D.C. just to see trees. <laughs> and, like, don't get me wrong. It's not just about the trees. They have a whole festival. They have, like, yeah. all sorts of things. I'll give them that. And, honestly, cherry blossoms were pretty. Whatever. When people are getting in your way and you live there, just want them gone. <laughs> yeah. You're like, get out of my way. I'm just trying to get home or to work. You're going to make me late. Stop standing there with your camera. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I'm certain that there's a feeling of a certain type of commodification or (laughs) culture appropriation and things of that ilk that people don't like. And they feel like when other people start coming around, they're like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, I do know that Okinawa was once a place called a blue zone where people were living to be centenarians. And a lot of it had to do with the the style of diet that they had for a long time. And that place is now uh, the location of highest obesity rate oh, in all of Japan because of the corporations that have come there. Which is surprising because they actually, unless you have special accommodations or are a foreigner they don't want you to be overweight and will actually get upset at you for being overweight (laughs) just get mad no they'll find you no they'll find you fine oh they'll find you like they're they're just looking for you where they at okay they will find you yes Hmm, that's interesting because like there's exceptions to the rule i was about to say like are they coming to weigh in you and be like oh no or they're just looking at you be like i don't like the way you look it's it's about your band size not about your weight itself if you're tall they don't expect you to be under a certain weight like i'm not gonna expect you to be under a certain like this the same weight i'm supposed to be that would make you like Go to the hospital. (laughs) The weight I'm supposed to be is like 130. Mm. If you were 130, 
I would be highly worried for your health. <laughs> and, when they, and when we say supposed to be, by the way, that's like a weight. That's, oh, yeah. That's like the doctor in quotes. Doctors like recommend you being that weight. That, like which, for your build, which is wild to me because I looked my best at 140 mm. and doctors tell me I need to be 120 to 125. And I'm like, is I look about, anorexic. Is it about like visceral fat? Like, is it about fat, like pushing on it, organs? What is it like? What is that whole study about? Dude, I don't even know at this point, because like there's so much conflicting information about like what actually your your healthiest weight should be. Now, we, we there's maybe also signs. about bone density as well. Like yeah. The well, it's on. just like, you know, they have like the height weight chart and that's like what sort of things I'm referencing as far as like what doctors say your weight should be. But like there's obvious signs when you're underweight and well overweight and underweight, you know, you could see like your, your skin basically looks like it's suction to your bones. Mm. Overweight being you have a little too much that's making you uncomfortable and you can not, you're, you can't physically get, through certain places you got, you got calorie storage <laughs> <laughs> but and in fairness a lot of people view overweight in different ways so yeah. it's kind of like whatever like i i see myself as overweight because i've had a doc a few doctors say stuff about it and i know i need to lose weight but there are other people that are like i'm fine the way i am and that's fine like, how do you it's just, feel me yeah like do you, you feel good i, f- I feel like a lot of health things would be better if I lost oh, yeah. weight. <laughs> like the sciatic nerve thing you were talking about? Yeah, or? but I have I also have uh, a lot of issues with uh, female parts. So okay. that's always fun. Doctors like have said, oh, maybe you have endometriosis. Okay, cool. Let's go get she in for something. Oh, we didn't find any endometriosis. Okay. Maybe you have PCOS. Oh, we haven't found enough cysts for them to make any sense. Oh, maybe you have fibroids. Oh, we didn't see any. Uh, I actually, <laughs> it really sucks because I actually recently had, um, there's two different kinds of ultrasounds. You know, the one that they show you on like TV shows and movies and stuff like that where, where they do, put the little gel on, on the, you. Yeah, and, that's the one everybody knows. That's one everybody thinks that they're getting. <laughs> Until they show up and... And then they stick a wand up you. Oh, yeah. That's which a, is... That's a different one. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for shoving something up me. That's what I wanted today. <laughs> we got to figure the it out somehow. The first time I did it, I was in sh- I was shocked silent. <laughs> which is surprising because I talk too much, which is why I'm a great person to be on this. Anyway, no, I'm just... <laughs> No, but I was so beside myself, like, oh, that's what's happening. Okay. (laughs) And by the way, the one that everybody knows with the gel and stuff like that, you need a full bladder for that. And they're pressing on you. It is so uncomfortable. (laughs) And the thing is, is that there's actual studies that say, like, full on, like, there's no biased that you can like say was happening because this is like all about measuring like the math ain't lying. This is real. Women have smaller bladders than men. Oh, okay. Bias by, by enough that if you tell me to drink, this is 24 ounces, the cup that I have here. 
if you tell me to drink 32 ounces <laughs> of water an hour before my appointment, I am going to be dying <laughs> when you finally get me into that room and start pressing into me near my bladder. I'm going to be dying. Please stop. Get away from me. <laughs> but thankfully, the last time I was there, the, the technologist, the one who performs the exam on you was like i'm gonna get you out of here as soon as possible because i know you've been waiting a really long time and i know you're uncomfortable so i'm gonna be as gentle as possible and get you through this and i was like thank you you're so sweet <laughs> because the other place i was going the woman gave absolutely no care she was just like <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> It's so, it's so weird that people in the healthcare like There's sector all, do things like that. Spectrum of nice. Yeah, yeah. In just consideration of someone yeah. else's body. But you, like, you never know what you're in for with a different technologist. Um, all right. So we, I, I do want to ask. Now I'm going to ask you this last question on this, and then get back to a question that yeah. we never got around to. No. So, so what? So what are your weight loss sort of goals? Like, what are you doing? What's the plan? So to achieve that, I suppose. Well, one one of the things that we're working on right now is healthier meals mm -hmm. that's like number one if you are not eating healthy you will not lose anything is the or issue you will more the, the things or the portions or both for me it's both because i can't stop eating I love, I love that, that for me is both See, what do you like what do you like to eat I was telling her earlier, I eat all the crunchy food. You eat all the, oh, that's what you're about? You just like things crunchy? I don't know. Like, it's it's chips? something. Yes. What are your chips? I need to leave it alone. What's your thing? Like, What's your favorite chip? Pringles I swear to God, and Lay's. What's up? Just like you like original potato chips. Like you one of those people. Like I want oh. the original Lay's. I mean, like that's potato like, chip. The thing is that <laughs> like I want, I want I want the first potato chip that was ever made. See, Give me no, that no, thing. No, no, part of that. Well, it's actually not Lay's. It's Ruffles. Sorry, my brain got burned. Oh, the, that's the wavy because you got the texture. Yeah, but the reason why is because my parents always bought them for the dip that they made. Sour cream. Uh, sour it does cream have thing? sour cream in it. It's a French onion dip. Oh, French onion. It's really good. And so, like, I could, so whenever they have that out, I eat too many of the chips. <laughs> and I think that's part of my problem. But since I like crunchy foods, I started to switch to crunchy vegetables, like carrots, dip it in hummus. Good. Delicious. Good. Some red, some red pepper rosa hummus. Ooh, some carrots for sure. I found some spicy chipotle hummus and I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sauces is what kills people, and they don't even know it. Ranch when is you, so when bad you for you. When you start looking at the calories and sauces, oh, they God. get wild. That's why I make a lot of my... Listen, <laughs> we worked at B-Dubs. I know. Ooh. Dude, I was so upset. I was like, honey, barbecue is how many calories? Bro, you go I to Chipotle. I stopped doing the sauces. I you look at the seasonings. Yo, like one packet of Chick-fil-A sauce is 220, oh, 240. Please stop. Calories. It's wild. I'm die. It's so wild. Like, it, like, what the hell are they putting in this shit? No wonder it tastes so good. It's crazy. Like, I genuinely am like, how are you fitting that many calories in there? I like, yeah. I'm 
fascinated to find out what the hell you like even if it has the ingredients on there i'm like there's no way no how like how what <laughs> yeah the sauces are pretty insane okay so so you're trying to go after the crunchy yeah. or like better. i'm trying to go after healthier options that still like satisfy that like tingle in my brain that won't shut the hell up <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do what a pringle can do that's why the fun don't stop once it once you pop that's i i get i get, <laughs> I get why they did that <laughs> Because they, they, they figure because it's so light because as soon as you you put it on your tongue, you're like, oh, and it, it's done. No. The, the, <laughs> the damage is done. The damage is done. Like it either dissolves. I, it, it's such a thin chip. As soon as you put it in, you, you need another chip. I also, the chip is like, gone. Yeah, it's so bad because a lot of us, especially those of us who grew up poor, or at least when we were really young, um, when we did get junk food. We savored the heck out of it. We wanted to eat all of it because we didn't get it that often. Or, like, not necessarily that we didn't get it often. It was just, like, the best tasting stuff when your family only has so much money. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know why, but salt and vinegar flavored things just... It hurts, but it's good. <laughs> like, why does it work like that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, all of us people who like salt and vinegar got some sort of mental problem, but <laughs> we like the pain is, or it something. Is, it is fascinating. But, yeah, like, so trying to eat healthier options, uh, telling my significant other, please calm down on the butter and cream. <laughs> and... um. Trying to be you more You like active. baked things, like pastries? Oh, I, I'm a bread girl. You like bread? And he learned how to make homemade bread. Oh, yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. Soft. And it's angering how good it is. It, it, the it, thing can you it, put sugar in it? No. Oh, okay. But the, the carbs are not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mass amount of calories packed into bread is not great. Um, But he, he, used to, <laughs> he used to try and make bread. And like it would always end up dense, and like I still liked it because you know, I I'm a fiend when it comes to bread. <laughs> yeah, I still like it because I like bread. Like, I just like it. Yeah. I'm a bread guru. What do you want from me? Um, but more recently, within the past like six months, he's been getting really into watching like these professional chefs, and like doing all this like crazy stuff. Uh, well, crazy stuff. It's really just about like the techniques that they use to do some of these things. And one of those things was watching one of them with the techniques make bread. And he started to get better and better. And it stopped being so dense. Like he, he was always good with the flavor. Like the flavor was always on point. He's always been good about that, but it was the textures and the density of the bread and the techniques that they used that he implemented it got less dense, it got fluffy, and then all of a sudden he had this nice fluffy, like, inside, and then a really thin, crispy outside mm. that was like, you know, when they <clears throat> run the knife over bread and it's got that nice sound, it had that. And once you cut into that and it was still warm, it was like smelling 
heaven or something it was so ridiculously good and you right now oh Oh, god my mouth's watering i'm hungry now though (laughs) it's dinner time in fairness i see you i see you but it's so nice and um actually in november i went to my great aunt's funeral but he sent me with a loaf of bread (laughs) he's like give this to your parents it's a nice offering (laughs) cool yeah all right it's a beautiful offering and my my stepdad didn't want any but my mom was like let's bring it on the plane with this I was like okay let's cut it up beforehand and she smelled it and she was like okay so this is what we're trying to do cut down on all that delicious bread yeah butters he's (laughs) using to make everything apparently yeah Uh, well the thing is like good butter is good butter you know, yeah. no <laughs> yeah, French, just, no French onion dip. Yeah, no sour cream and onion. I'm trying to pace myself. Yeah, just trying to pace yourself. I yeah. got you. I but got you. I know I need to be more active because that's really how you like legitimately lose weight. It's not just like counting calories and cutting down. Certain what do you things. like to do that's active? Like what activity? So, I I like to walk. Like that's that's my main thing. But unfortunately, because of the cold and uh, snow today. <laughs> It's kind of not easy to do, but we're hoping that once it gets a little bit warmer or on nicer days where it's a little bit more feasible to do this, that we can get out and walk and we'll have to like drive to places to do that. But I'm really somebody who just likes to walk around and do that. Like I'm not, I've never been a runner. (laughs) And for those who can see me, Yes, I've never been a runner. Oh, surprise. Yeah, you're a fool for that. That's so crazy. That's that's not true. There there are, it would surprise no, I'm you. Just, I'm yeah, just yeah. Like how many people of all shapes and sizes do so many athletic events yeah, that you would just but never the thing is like look at the way those sumo people move. Yes. Well they, they have to they pack on to make it harder for other people to push them out. That's the thing. Mm. They exercise like mad, but they also put on weight so that they're less easy to push out of the ring. Yeah. Um, so it's a strategy it's wild, <laughs> is the weight. Some of them are small. Some of them are small and skinny as far as sumo terms go. Yeah. But like I found out I had asthma sophomore year of high school. Why didn't they find it earlier? Who knows i guess honestly. you weren't maybe you weren't doing the types of things that would I, I let just, you know you know it's kind of funny because i was like it was my last year of gym class so i was like oh well <laughs> we figured it out but <laughs> what were you in the middle of doing were you just sprinting somewhere i know or? i would like well the thing was is that i like went for like my annual at my doctor's office and was like you know this is really annoying me but i, I feel like i have a hard time running and she was like really what do you mean? I'm like, I feel like I'm just huffing and puffing like crazy. And of course, that's the terminology I used. I didn't curse when I was in high school, if you could believe that. Um, <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> Cute little innocent blonde girl, right? That's what everybody thought of me as at work, too. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was like, you know what? Let me try something. And she gave me this thing. And she said, blow as hard as you can in here. And it was like a little tube with another tube attached to it. And it had like a little bar. And when you blowed on it, the bar would go up. And the bar didn't go up that high. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what does that mean? Like that, lung, that lung capacity She's is like, ass. You might need an inhaler. 
It's like. All right, and and, and I ha- I have to get this answer because I just I just want you to paint this picture. I want to I want to be there. I want to feel oh, it. No. Now let let's now let's go back to this dream house. Oh, okay, talk to yeah. me about the architecture. Talk to me about the the so, light and the color and the feels <laughs> and the windows. Tell me. Yeah, so I don't have it all down. Okay, just yeah, because I think a lot of that will come with where we decide. Yeah. to live. Um, because really you can't just design a building willy nilly without knowing what the environment around it is, because then you won't know where to place your windows. And how to orient your house and stuff like that. But I have always. Silly me. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a fucking idiot. No, listen, I told my my significant other's dad that because he wants to build something in Maine. And he was like, yeah, well, I mean, I was like, well. Where's the site? You might want to orient it this way or that way. And he immediately went, you know, things. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you speak to someone yeah, that has some insight when, when on something. I, I've like, been going to school for this long. You'd think I would. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I know things. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, but I've always imagined, and he doesn't care about this. He just wants specific rooms in the house and the ability to do certain things on the land, um, like farm and stuff like that, like grow your own plants and everything like that. But. I always imagine like a, a Italian slash Greek villa style looking house. So like you have the the uh, house wrapping in like kind of a U shape mm-hmm. with like some areas that are outside. Mm-hmm. And then like, again, <laughs> and then like there would be a pool in the middle for a lot of these, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a pool. It could be something else. But I always imagine something like that. So I've been trying to like, I scrapped my old design. <laughs> I was like, this looks like I'll oh, make so a new one. You, oh, so I had started to so design you, it. Okay, see, see, you started to design like it. Okay. <laughs> and I was not happy with it. And I was like, why did I? Because like I designed it um, like years ago. And then I went back to it because I was like, mm, I'm curious to how much I did on it. And I was like, wow, this is garbage <laughs> you grew yes you grew yeah. as an architect well yeah like i've, I've gone through like yeah. graduate school yeah. it should look like trash yes yeah. oh man looking at my old designs i'm like man like harping on myself i'm like I'm, I'm so mean to myself i'm like man my stuff was bad no wonder they gave me such <laughs> shitty grades <laughs> like the thing is uh, other people were like validating me saying no they shouldn't have given you a shitty grade but i still look back and go man i sucked <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's really bad when you look at yourself like that. But again, therapy. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just it's. We have a lot of stuff that we want in them. Obviously, we want you know like a nice, sizable bedroom and like nice bathroom. But the our main things that we want are like really like nice chef style kitchen like one that has all the space that we need and you can hang your pots and pans and it has an island and it has all the counter space currently we live in a house that feels like there's no counter space ever (laughs) but part of that is due to the fact that we have so many kitchen gadgets (laughs) like oh yeah do you use how often do you use your air fryer 
Don't ask me that question. I don't know the answer. That's hilarious. <laughs> I use my air fryer. That oh, yeah. Fryer I, I, when used. we first got it, I used it a lot. But that's because I was the one cooking. He is now the one cooking. Mm. Thank God I don't have that responsibility anymore because I'm pretty sure I suck at cooking and I didn't realize it because I was making poor people food for myself for too many, <laughs> too long that I think I broke my... <laughs> Like, I think I used to be good at cooking, but then, like, when you're poor, you don't make good food. <laughs> or, like, you try to with seasoning, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> what, were these, what were these meals you were putting together? What, what, is, what are your poor people meals? Like, what, what was happening in that kitchen? Chicken, rice, and beans, like, Ch- all day, every day. <laughs> Chicken, rice, and beans. And just, just basic salt, pepper. Oh, no, I'm not adobo. that white. <laughs> adobo. No, well, it depended on my mood, honestly. Yeah. Like, if I was not feeling great, it'd probably just be, like, some basic stuff. But, you know, like, the amount of people I know that don't use salt is actually scary. Mm. So, like, And they think pepper's spicy. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Mm. I can understand it making you sneeze, but why does it hurt your mouth? <laughs> wow. That's interesting. <laughs> I remember seeing some <laughs> meme a long time ago. It was like, <laughs> all those years ago, white people conquered all these different places uh, yeah. and collected all these spices and, they and don't then, use didn't them. use one of them. No, yeah, no, that's mainly making fun of England because their <laughs> right. food is, uh, according to several people that have told me this, their food is not good. Oh, the food that you want to eat in England, specific, well, actually, the whole UK really is specifically foreign food (laughs) wow because there's a lot of indian restaurants too and they say go there (laughs) don't go to the like bar and eat their food (laughs) like sure i love me some fish and chips but like don't eat the haggis (laughs) but that's scott that's that's terrible that's funny but like obviously like you know that's what my little sister said about paris she was like, don't eat she, the food. She was like, the pastries, like they're, I mean, they're everything you hear. They're amazing. Yeah. They put you in heaven. They're, yeah. they're all clouds of just deliciousness. And and, and the stuff they've come up with is mad, beautiful. She's yeah. like, food, eh. like yeah. She's like, it's it's cool. Like it's all right. She's like, but I really feel like a lot of the things were bland. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Well, it, it's wild to me because. Um, before I got with my significant other, like, my mom wasn't, she doesn't have a huge spice cabinet or anything like that. But she wasn't, like, lacking all the spices. Like, obviously, you know, basic salt, pepper, cool. Garlic powder, onion powder, cool. That's a lot of basic white people seasonings. But... <laughs> My stepdad is Italian, so there was a little bit more in there. You know, there's like basil and like, you know. I like basil. Yeah, basil's the shit. We're growing some fresh basil out here. Fresh basil. We grow it every season. And some cherry tomatoes. And when we have too much at the end and like the plants are going to die, if we don't get it all off, we dry it all Mm. and then um, shred it and it goes into a little shaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got basil season. Oh, yeah. And your air fryer does dehydrate. Yeah. We by, have a whole dehydrator. Oh, though. okay. Oh, so, you got the yeah, real. We got thing. the real deal. Oh yeah, you it's need got, some like, more layers. counter space. Yeah, you need more counter space for yeah. sure. 
we're dying. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we got like a mixer too. And yeah. just like, but that'll be cool though, because you'll get older. We're still young. Like you'll be able to see like the development of things. And be like, man, remember when we were back there doing that thing? Do you know what a sous vide is? Yes, I haven't uh, enjoyed anything sous vide yet. I don't believe, but I've I've been I've been. If told, you ever get one, because you um it it heats the water yeah. and it churns the water. You put your food. In like a a sealed package and then put it in there. Salmon with like a little bit of butter, lemon, like seasonings, fresh herbs, all that. Yeah. Melts in your mouth. Yeah. Kind of good. Mm. And we should stop talking about food, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me ask you, uh, let's 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 end on this point here. Um, how do you feel? In general, like, let's just try to wrap all of life up together in mm-hmm. one perfect little present. We'll try. Present. We'll try without me getting off track. How do you feel about your you, your life, your place in that life in general? Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> the big questions. Goodness gracious, man. A little man. bit. A little bit. Uh, well, I I feel like. I feel like I've had a place in a lot of other people's lives that were really important to them, like my best friend and stuff like that. Or like if I wasn't there, she probably wouldn't be here Mm. with us um, kind of thing. And I feel like my journey has led me a specific direction for a reason. And I feel I feel that. But I know a lot of other people don't feel that, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I I used to not feel anything like that. I was like, dang, I suck at (laughs) this. Like life, this thing called life, life. Yes. But I've, I've gotten to a point and actually over the last like month where I've gotten to this point where I'm like, I can breathe. I can, I can maybe not everything, not all the stress is gone. Maybe not everything's put in place, but I feel like the way my life is heading, at least the direction can be seen. I can see the light. I can see at the end of the tunnel. I can see where I'm heading and my direction is clear at this time. So I feel like overall, I feel like I'm in a good place. That's beautiful. Maybe it could be better. Thankfully, it's not worse. <laughs> but yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that for you. Congratulations on that perspective. I hope it keeps going like that. <laughs> I hope I didn't just jinx, jinx myself. Well, I mean, you have, you, you have, you have, you know, yeah. perspective and you have yeah. a clear enough head, uh, you know, to be able to see the direction in which you're headed. Yeah. Um, and and, that's, that's really and honestly, cool. I, I really like, I really owe a lot to UDC for that too, because without them, I would not have, and I didn't talk about this at all during this entire time, but I would not have submitted my thesis to AIAS Crit Scholars, American Institute for Architecture Students Scholars. And I wouldn't have gotten the award for that, that in which I am going to be presenting my thesis in Vancouver, Canada. When is that? March. That's beautiful. It's nuts. My face is on a website. That's weird. Like, I... Could not believe it for a long time. But like that sort of stuff is like why I'm feeling. Congratulations sort of again. 
<laughs> what yeah, what does that mean to you to go up there? Like, is it are it's you thinking insane. about networking? Or are you just thinking about yeah. just giving well, the speech? Or you think it's it's well, it's not even necessarily a speech. It's more like a here is this and why. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just a presentation, quick yeah, one. Okay. I'm just I'm just showing like my thesis and like talking about it and stuff like that. It's almost like a TED talk, but students. <laughs> um but it, it's just, it's it's wild. Like, I never thought I would do anything like this. Will it be filmed? I don't know, mm. actually. That would be a good thing to know. I should probably ask about that. I'd like to see it if it is. Yeah, I know. A lot of my coworkers would, too. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of them have been um, rooting for me throughout the way. Like, because I don't work in architecture right now. And a lot of them have seen, or at least I've talked about my journey with a lot of them. and. A lot of people in my life are really excited to see my entire thesis blossom and stuff like that. And my hard work, like, count for something. <laughs> so, like, will it get me into a firm? Find out next week. Yeah. No, um, that's a joke. But, yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. So, Congratulations on all these things, man. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. That's very cool. The, the profit. <laughs> going right back around all right well thank you for coming here thank you so much and thank you for waiting on my dumb ass uh thank you for everyone listening peace everybody love you peace bye